Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the post-episode issues, The Walking Dead, Season 5, Episode 16, the season finale, Conquer. Not Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Conquer! And I'm Phil, the Issues Guy from IssuesProgram.com. With me, as always, is Joe Dirty Locks, and also Katie is also around. And we're going to conquer tonight, man. We're going to conquer talking about this amazing fucking episode. The Walking Dead goosed us. They gave us the whole who's going to die, what's going to happen, lead up, and then no one from our group died. It was amazing. I love how it was something different. What a great episode of The Walking Dead. What what great atmosphere and mood, everything. Oh. I want to say this. Fuck. Fuck Norman Reeves, and you're going to need a box of tissues by the end of the season. Fuck yo. Yeah, what a troll. <laughs> what a fucking troll. What a troll. Well, Him... touching scenes, but I wasn't crying uh, because of any uh, death. No. I, I, I was very touched at a couple of points, correct? Yep. Him selling his house just to buy a bigger house was the whole thing. They, they only reported half the story. It was all just like, Norman Reedus sells his house in Georgia to buy a bigger house because he's re-signed on his contract for a billion fucking dollars because Daryl's awesome. Right. <laughs> Holy shit. But if this is your first time joining us here in this adventure, please, please share your thoughts on the season of The Walking Dead in general, this back half of season five and season five in general, where you think it ranks on your Walking Dead seasons. For me, this is right up there with season one as my favorite seasons of The Walking Dead from beginning to end. This, this is fucking awesome. And tonight's episode just had so much thick atmosphere and lead up and tension and had me on the edge of my seat and paid you off too, but didn't pay you off in the ways that you thought it was going to pay you off. Rick conquered the whole fucking town, but not the way you initially would think Rick Grimes would do it. He didn't have to stab anyone in the back of the head. The only person that got stabbed in the back of the head tonight got slashed in the front of the throat by a katana. Holy shit. It happened the way I hoped it would happen. Uh, it almost happened the way I hoped it would happen. There was someone else I wish was in front of that way. But, <laughs> but mm. that would have been, again, that TV cliche that that I'm glad they avoided. So, oh, yes. Uh, it all happened. It all went down pretty, pretty smoothly. And we are here. We're not alone. We have so many awesome people. All of our friends are in the chat room tonight talking about the episode. We're way in there before we even got started. So if you're checking this out on iTunes, when we get back to getting to The Walking Dead, and we're also going to be talking about Game of Thrones and uh, anybody that's checking out those podcasts, come join us here live on the YouTube page so you can join in in the chat room because we have, uh, seriously, one of the best fucking communities in the world building up here, all you guys that are talking about this episode. We'll get to you. We'll get to you later, though. We're going to get to you, motherfucker later so so but thank you so much everyone that's here i am excited this is the first little bit of alcohol i've had in months so i am already drunk from a half a beer before before we actually get started there's there's wow one comment i want to respond to from last week okay here we go joe and they they know who they are and i won't pull them out and and embarrass them (laughs) name no name name no name steel sabers i just want to say I really enjoyed your comment specifically. It was my favorite comment of the week. And I know I didn't actually write anything down and comment back because I wanted to shout out live on this broadcast to you. Um, Of all the comments I read, a lot made me chuckle. A lot made me stand up and go, what the fuck are you talking about? But yours in particular made me belly laugh. I nearly pissed myself when I laughed. I had to, I contacted Phil immediately and told him it was my favorite comment that I think I've ever read. 
I read it to Katie as soon as I read it. It was hysterical. And please, please keep them coming. Steel. Oh, big hug. He, that was Joe's giving you the big bear hug. So thank you so much, Steel Sabus. And we're going to be talking. Nobody, nobody should just blatantly agree with me. I, uh, I am a, a much more benevolent person. Than Whatever that. you I say, Joe. Whatever you say. Even if I don't agree, you know, I'm... I will I still hear them, you know, and I loved it. I, I if you don't agree, please stand up and say it. If you think I'm a, I'm a, a, a foaming at the <laughs> beast, please. She gets a little ranty, so. yeah, yeah. but it's all in good. It's fun. all in good fun. <laughs> we appre- we appreciate the comments. We want to say that right off the bat, and we'll talk I about do. you guys a little bit. You guys, awesome. were, you guys are uh, unbelievable during the week and unbelievable so far in this whole season. So thank you so much for making this so much more fun. So uh, so uh, Joe, are you Terry? Trent says Joe, you happy? You got some Maggie, and I'm so awesome. So happy for the Maggie. I think we're all a little yes. happy there was some Maggie in there. Tara Chan also says, amazing episode. I'm still pumped. The adrenaline is so high. Carl, Bill, awesome finale, he says. Uh, Tara says, best season. Drew Cronk, we had a lot of comments earlier in the uh, in the night, too, when you guys were in the chat, chat room. Uh, Tara Chan, my favorite part of this episode was, oh, no, that's a little bit about the Beth, Beth and Daryl people in Team Delusional. We're not going to talk about those fucks. But here we go. Let's, let's go on. Let's get into this episode, get into this recap. We have a lot of shit to talk about. So let's not waste any more time. So we open up to a car crashed into a tree. We see a car and we hear the Morgan theme. Immediately right from the beginning, they're like, we're not fucking around. We hear the Morgan theme. And it's Morgan waking up into a car. We linger around for a second as he wakes up and he smiles. He looks at a rabbit's foot and just gets this just amazing glance on his face as he's uh, as we just and settle- we saw that rabbit's foot earlier back in uh, Bob's church. Absolutely. And he he gets out of the car and he makes some stew type uh, uh, soup or some shit by the fire. And then this armed man just shows up with long hair, kind of dark, expressive eyes, but really a calm demeanor. Kind of looks like a tweaker crackhead, but didn't necessarily act like a tweaker crackhead. Looks like he's been in the woods a while. Very, uh, I, I wrote very wildling-like. He, he looked kind Yeah, just yeah. thinking that. Wasn't he kind of like a wildling almost a little bit? So he walks over and he points the gun at him and he says, hi, how's it going? And Morgan's like, hello. First thing I thought when that person stepped out, I thought it was Daryl. Oh, you thought I really it was- honestly thought from from the from the side view in the long shot, I thought it was Daryl when he stepped out and pointed the gun straight down. It wasn't until we, he sat down and we saw him that I knew, oh, okay, that's he, not Darryl. He had a similar sort of dirt uh, pig pen from the peanuts sort of cloud <laughs> of dirt falling him around as Daryl does. It's it's very very similar, and uh, so so he says hello, and Morgan Morgan says hello, and Morgan says, yeah, can you lower that at the gun? And Morgan asks asks him what the W on his head. It's a good time for some exposition. He explains a backstory about the wolves. Who uh, someone said uh, earlier in the comment section about uh, this is connected to Navajo and something something like that. He explains that uh, you know the first settlers here put bounties on wolves' heads, brought the natives into it, made them hunt them. Didn't take too long to kill them all. And he points to the W on his forehead. He says, they're back now. And I wrote, this guy looks creepy and like for real. And he and as he smiles at Morgan, Morgan laughs and says, well, everything returns. And, the, and then the guy's like, you're shitting me. And he goes, no, you're not shitting me. It was just like a really laid back interaction. Morgan's so calm, like so calm. So neat. He, yeah. he has a zen about him. He knows. And, and when he sits down, you'll notice he glances behind him too. When this guy first comes out. Morgan takes note that there's someone coming up. Right, he, he, he ninja. Yeah, he's, he's probably known he, that this guy's been around. Right, absolutely. I think he knows he's been watched the whole time, 
because he takes note immediately, not just at the guy in front of him, but that there's someone coming up behind him as well. Okay, for two things. First, uh, for information, no, uh, no little Joe in the corner. Is it fixed now? It should be fixed now. Joe should be in the little corner now. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Scott Dakota says, I love this Zen Morgan. I love this oh, Zen Morgan, yeah. too. I was so happy. Uh, Terry Chancellor was so happy. Tears. Happy tears to see Morgan. It was so beautiful. Just this whole, whole getting to interact with him, getting to see how he's grown since the last time we've spent this much time with him, seeing how what he's become. Donna fucking Tello with his boa. With his, <laughs> he's honoring the dead Donatello here. So um so he says it's uh he sits down and the guy says uh I I it's good to talk to you. It's not I don't usually get to talk to people. And uh, Morgan's like, how often do you get to see new people? And the guy's like, every two weeks. Uh, we meet people a lot. We, uh, but we go into camps. We run through them. We have traps. Usually, it usually it's not like this. We're not meeting as equals. Not sitting here chit chatting with someone. This is the closest thing he's got to movies. I mean, I really miss movies. So Morgan goes to get a drink, and the guy's like, "Put that down. I want you. See that drink, bitch? That's my sandwich. Give me that fucking sandwich." Right. Come on. Do you in know? fact, in fact, don't just give me your sandwich. I'll take everything you're having. Yeah. Do, do, do you know what? I'm, I'm. Can't I just keep a little, just a little, to get me through the day? Nope. Nope. But claimed. Yeah, claimed. Thank you, Katie. Claimed. But no, because I claimed you too, because your ass is coming with me too. Yeah, you're not going to be alive for any of for to be using it, so you won't need it, and I'm taking it. Yeah, and then the guy goes back into his whole. Uh, speech his Julius from uh Pulp Fiction uh uh walking through the valley of the shadow whatever his uh now you know my name is the Lord he starts just keep talking about the wolves he goes into his wolf shit first wolves turned on the man and and uh and oh please and he goes I won't uh and Morgan's like I won't let you take me away I won't allow it and he goes to move and the guy pulls a gun on him and uh then you can see after he kind of threatens him and gets into this, you can see another guy coming from behind him, and he jumps at Morgan, and they both kind of jump at him. And Morgan, as I said before, goes all Donatello with the bow staff and fucking beats yeah. the shit out of these two guys like they're fucking nothing. And they both come at him. One comes at him, knocks one down. The other one comes at him, knocks him down. Then they both come at him, and he knocks them. But he's standing there. He almost looks like Blind Fury for a minute. He's not focusing <laughs> on either one of them. He's watching, he's watching them both out of his peripheral. He's paying attention to both of their moves, so he knows where to strike next. Um, he's using all his yeah, yeah. It, it was I, I liked that I liked him whip their ass and he's, he pleads for him he says you know hey can we just stop this and we'll all just <laughs> yeah. go our separate ways let's not do this right now yeah. this isn't don't make me hurt you yeah he gives him the had enough you. guys have you had enough little buddy you know your little your little cousin comes out I can beat you up now he comes at you sweet on the have you boys had enough Are you? it's time to calm down uh, Scott De Damn. Scott Dakota says Donatello that stick shit was dope uh, Duke yeah. Ronick says Lenny said the guy who taught him was one of the original turtles <laughs> uh, Ren, <laughs> Ren said and I agree with this 100% Ren I, I think Splinter taught him come on now. Splinter taught them well I never <laughs> felt for a minute that Morgan was not in control and Bill also adds I thought Morgan was going to throw his hot coffee in whatever that guy's face was uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, that, I, that's the that was the move I was waiting for too. So you know that was probably the move you would be waiting for sitting across yeah. from him is waiting for that hot cup of coffee to come out. And, and then Ren goes. Yeah. And now we're having a debate on what it is: hot chocolate, cup of noodles, top noodles, <laughs> top ramen, top ramen, yeah, top ramen noodles, cup, 
The, uh, Chan, whatever it is, it smelled good to the wolves, that's for sure. Terry Chan says it was a weird scene. It was a weird scene, the way that both of them were so calm and that they slipped in the ex. It was a needed scene for the exposition of the wolves, and they, they intertwined it well, but it was very weird because of how calm both men were uh, through the whole situation, and then Morgan kicking their ass was just, like, ridiculously fun to fun to watch. It was uh, a stand-up-and-cheer moment. It yes. was. It really was. Deco uh, I mean, just happy to see Morgan in general and have mm. a full scene and then to see him kick ass on humans. Now, does it end with him murdering them or not murdering them, but killing them both? Um, he ties them up and puts them in a car and he sounds the horn and smiles and walks off is what happens. So I think so essentially, he, essentially he, he sets up a walker, a walker trap for them. <laughs> essentially, he puts them in the position that they have put so many people is, is so how I read the scene. He he at least we has a. Well, he doesn't come out and overtly kill them. No, but know. it's the it's the Batman thing. What he says to Liam Neeson, Rajal Ghul. I can I don't I'm not gonna kill you, but I don't have to save you. And he, he just put them there, beep the horn, and goes, motherfuckers, I don't have to save you. Yeah, I mean, you tie someone up. <laughs> Bill, Bill they call a bunch of walkers. That's pretty much killing them. Bill says uh, he was reading Bo Staff for Dummies. That's how he learned those moves. <laughs> Uh, rock biologist, welcome, rock biologist. Says Morgan went all Oberon Martell on them. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I wonder if he poisoned their fucking ass. Um, uh, Terry Chan says I can actually hear Katie tonight. Yes, we have fixed that. Katie is sitting way closer to the microphone now, so you can actually see her hand in the shot if uh, she if she decides to show it. If she decides to grace us with her hand, yes. If she get decides to give us the Adams Family thing hand going on in the corner. That's actually what Katie looks like. We, should, we don't tell anybody, but Katie, <laughs> Katie's just a hand. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, no, nothing wrong with that. That's, that's actually it has several advantages. Uh, so uh, Morgan's, it seems like Richie says, it seems like Morgan's done this a hundred times before. Duke Croc says, you ain't taking my Dorito burrito. <laughs> um, it, practicing out there. He's, yeah. And Terry. And Tara Chan says, so obviously there are other wolves out there. And yeah, we know that. Uh, Ren also says, we, uh, he went to the uh, old school quarter staff. <laughs> Rock Biologist, thank you so much for checking us out tonight. Uh, so we, we go on here. So Morgan ties them all up and puts them into the car, and he sounds the horn, he smiles, and he walks off. Very, very as, as uh, Tara Chan was saying, and I agree, agree with her, it was, very, it was a weird scene. Interesting way to open up the episode. It was weird because we haven't seen Morgan in so long, but it felt so good. It was to me teasing us with him forever. Yeah, and to finally give us to give it give him us so early in the episode, just blam, give give him all over give us Morgan all over our face. It felt really good. <laughs> it felt really good. Not as good as Rick's splash of blood getting getting a oh, getting a zombie Jack facial. Do you think he goes into an episode and goes, Really? Again you're gonna douse <laughs> yeah. me in blood <laughs> again? Yeah, the they they better be careful. He's he's gonna like, I don't wanna do this show anymore. I keep getting uh, getting red slimed, one of my uh, new kids. <laughs> on, you at least make that shit cherry flavored. Yeah, come on, I hope they do. So So as we uh, as we go back from uh, commercial break uh, or from our theme song break, uh, we come to uh, Daryl on a motorcycle driving down the road, looking pretty much as badass as ever. And Aaron's behind him in the car as they pull into the area woods, and they go off and they head head around. 
So then we go to Rick waking up as Michonne's watching him after the events of the last episode. He laughs. He doesn't know she's watching him. He laughs and he thinks about the evening and Michonne interrupts him at his giggle and says, what's so funny? You're here the whole time. What's what? What's fuck so motherfucking funny? <laughs> Rick, Rick says it's uh, it's it's. It's awesome. I'm still here, and she, he says that uh, that uh, De- that uh, that uh, d- excuse me that Carl was there, and Rosita patched him up, and she sent Carl home. Rick sits there and looks at her and goes, "What are you doing?" He, or, or asks him what he's doing, and he doesn't answer. She says that Pete's in another house. She says, "You could have told me what was happening." Rick says, "I needed to. I needed to act fast. It was a. It was a." It was a it was a quick moving situation, and I needed to act. The girl was pushing me to get her husband out of the house, so I needed to act. Uh, he doesn't quite. No, he doesn't. He doesn't sell Daryl Carol down the river right there. Not Carol. He's. I'm saying he's. No, he's. He's, he, he's talking about Jesse. He say, He says I did. I had to move. He does. He doesn't get into it, but basically that's what he sums up by saying I just had right. to move, act fast. And I want to. I well, the point there too is he was like, you know, he didn't come straight out and say it was self-defense or anything like that either. Uh, you know, no, absolutely. Because he, he gave the guy a chance to leave on his own. The yep. guy attacked He gave him several. Well. You're absolutely right. The way but, that, you know, Rick was there to push that, instigate that out in the first place. So <laughs> Dakota says, why doesn't a loud motorcycle alert the walker? Seems cool, but very dumb. And Tarantan says, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was it's, it's, it's akin to the uh, loud stereo. Yeah. You uh, know, and it's not only is it attracting the walkers to your, spot where you turn it off last but you know and we it's not exactly very protect there's not a lot of protection involved with it either if they're like coming at you we also have a couple of tweets anna banana at very raspberry one all i could do is scream out read the note read the fucking note daryl oh my god (laughs) uh wishing you guys a fantastic show Oh, what a night. Morgan is a fucking Jedi. I added fucking because, uh, you know, it needs every, we all need a little fucking. And uh, Big Kev, our good friend Big Kev says, what's up, guys? Have a rocking show. Good to see Morgan back. <laughs> nice, Bill. Bill and, Sotheby. Yeah, yeah say oh, that. Yeah. Mike warns the walkers that he is coming. Yeah. <laughs> they walk away. They warn the walkers. <laughs> walkers walk away. Be careful. Don't, don't make Daryl Dixon chain a fucking army of walkers. Someone post that meme, please. <laughs> so, so Rick sits there and uh, it, Rick patched him up. Rick doesn't answer. He, she says that Pete's in another house. She said he could have told him what was happening. Rick said, I need to move fast and I cannot tell you about the gun. You wanted this place so bad. She, she says, we had to stop being out there. And he says, well, we are here. And she kind of just scoffs and says, uh, says you were not. And, they, and uh, it reflects on that. And it's and then the whole crew comes in. Carol, Glenn, and Abraham. Michonne goes, "Where'd you get the gun?" And Carol butts in and says, "Rick, yeah, obviously, yeah. Rick obviously took the guns. He must have stole it right out of the armory. It's stupid. Why'd you do that?" She's awesome. I love Rick's response too. He's just like, "Duh." Yeah, but he doesn't really miss a beat. He's just like, "Uh oh, okay, Carol." You gotta, you gotta imagine. You gotta wonder if it like. He starts thinking there. Is Carol trying to set me up? You got to you got to think he's no. also connected to Rick has this way of thinking that everybody is too or someone can go too far except for him. If it's anybody but him, he can still be judgmental on it. And he we've seen that with him with Carol in the past. He right. some he can sometimes be like, Carol, you're you, you know, you're, you're taking it to another level. Uh, 
Too far, too far, Carol. Too far. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that that they uh they all came to see him, and I like that he didn't have a problem with what Michonne did. Major like to point out that hey guys, uh, Morgan, and welcome to the room, Major. Uh, hey guys, Morgan didn't kill uh kill those two. They were the two who killed the guy in the red poncho, I believe. I'm not oh, sure. Okay. I, I'd have to rewatch that. I'm not positive about that. They, are you sure they were the same two? They didn't seem like the same two two people to me. I didn't really pay too much attention to them individually. So. I, I try. I tried curious. to see if I could recognize. I them tend. I, I guess I tend to think something towards what uh, that what the listener was just saying that if 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 we don't see the bodies, if we don't see them turn into lockers, they're not dead till I see them dead. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling they'll probably be back next season with the rest of the wolves is what is what I would assume. Uh, Lola says, who thinks the next season needs to start off with an alien invasion dream sequence? Oh, <laughs> that, that wouldn't be bad. <laughs> a pie in the sky moment. Topic. Uh, Terry Chan, I wish it was as witty as the rest of the guys in chat. Me too, Terry. The chat room, you guys are the fucking greatest, greatest thing. Sliced bread. I love you fucking guys. Uh, uh, Scout Dakota says, Rick knows Carol is trying. And you are, Terry Chan. You're fucking awesome. Don't fucking sell yourself short, Terry Chan. Uh, t- Dakota says, yes, they were the same too. Oh, Dakota says, yes, they were the same too. Just picture it. So, okay, so we go on. So, Garrel butts it, and Rick took the guns. He must have stole it right from the armory. It was stupid. Why'd you do that? Obviously, hiding the fact she was involved. Rick says, uh, just, I did it just in case. Glenn says, there'll be a meeting to see what happens to kick you out. And Abraham, and Abraham kind of backs up the whole situation, too. I want to I point out that I'm pretty sure we've mentioned the just in case in our show, right, Phil? Oh, always have your just in case. We've, we've talked about this just in case, and it's good to see that the producers were listening and they threw that little shout out there for us Joe, to, to Rick say, you know, I had it just in case. Just in case of what, you know, just in case. Joe, let's cut through the whole shit sandwich here. I think it's clear that we're making a difference out here in the world, truly. <laughs> we're making a fucking difference. Power. Power. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love the season finale. This was so, I love this episode. I didn't say it enough. It but, great. All right, great episode. Great, great way of close. Great way of exa- very satisfying, very great way to close up this season in an unexpected way. They needed they can't just do the same sort of thing every a big disaster happens. It was nice to see it be an individual personal situation and handle Rick handling it in a way somewhat diplomatic. Even though he got to do his Rick Grimes shit at the end, too. He still handled uh, it somewhat diplomatically. He did it perfectly. He did it perfectly, yep. yeah. So perfect. I like, I like to imagine the reason why they bloodied him up first is because if he had been allowed to continue, the speech would have devolved to just that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I agree they with you 100%. knocked him out before he got to finish <laughs> in a nice, calm manner to lay it out for everybody. <laughs> Bill says, I'm happy I can finally make a live show. I've been binge watching y'all, binge watching y'all Game of Thrones and Walking Dead's back-to-back. This is the first live show I've been able to make it. Thank you so much for Yay. being able to check us out. Yeah, dude. Really appreciate yeah. it. Uh, Terry Chan, awesome to join you, Bill. Uh, Bill, it's much more fun live with the chat. It really is. It's much. It's awesome to have you guys that do join us on iTunes and watch the video later. But it's really great to have as many of you folks at, in the chat room while we're live to be able to interact with us in the show, or at least interact with each other. If sometimes we miss the chat because we're doing our doing our own babbling. Yeah, I get lost in the chat, and I totally like zone out on what you're saying. You're like, oh wait, we're doing a podcast. Yeah, wait, we're doing a podcast. What's what's, what's up here? Uh, 
Big Kev says, Carol gets a lifetime pass in my books with the breakout of Terminus. Yeah, Carol can, Carol can do anything she wants at this point for busting their ass out of uh, out of that fucking situation. Nope. From, from the moment she came back into it, I've been uh, excited to have Carol back. I think that uh, she was ama- uh, she was, I was awesome tonight. Too. You know, I've said how disappointed I was in the whole character and the decisions. Some some of the decisions she made early on, leading yeah. up to her exile from by Rick. <laughs> but uh, I do like how that shows that you can actually exile people and they can come back and still be productive, good people. Right? Exceptions yep. to the rule. Exceptions to the rule. Yep. But so- for the most part, that doesn't work. People leave bittered and are petty, and you know take offense to you know the slightest thing never mind being exiled from paradise well and i think carol wasn't necessarily doing the wrong things she was just she, no, it was just she that one come thing down to that control about it yeah that calm and control oh, she, she was so uh, amazing it, in that, it was that one thing i i do believe that you know i've gone through a million times what i think about how she handled the sick people and yeah but so so since then um thumbs up fucking carol go carol yeah she's living by the joe mantra if anybody is in this show right now carol is living and breathing carol's living and breathing the joe yes yeah if if anyone's who's gonna like i thought she was just going to do it i thought she was actually gonna hold him down and stab the motherfucker in the back of the neck when uh when she started giving uh but instead she gave him the casserole she she like she's either delivering delivering I, I murder or since we're casseroles. talking about it now too i gotta say that i'm not disappointed with glenn's behavior either no no i gotta say that uh how he ends up handling his situation which we'll get to is 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 fine was fine oh, with yeah. me as well i'm glad although i probably would have knifed the motherfucker right in the back of the head I, ding 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 drink drink Oh, since you're playing that game. Oh, shut up. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. (laughs) Carol is a fucking warrior, as someone said, as Duke Chronic. Or no, Carl said in the chat. Uh, I'm so glad Carol Carol survived tonight. Me too. She's quickly become my my favorite character in the show. So I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Carol or Daryl. No, yeah, they I'm so happy they didn't kill anybody else from our group. Yeah, they didn't kill anyone for a group. I gotta say, Do Chronic and Katie were the two that were were saying no one really was going to die. I gotta, I, I feel like I have to get. I forget who was saying, it, but there was someone in the chat that was saying, "I, am, I have a funny feeling no one's going to die," and I have to. I think it was Do Chronic. I'm not positive. Uh, so here we go. So it was uh, st- it was stupid. Uh, so, uh, Scout Dakota, I'll get to your comment when we get there. I'll we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely talk about. Oh that. yeah, here we go. Here we go. Scout was hoping for a hoping uh, for Joe ran about Glenn. I have a feeling here. So I and you might get it from me. I think I might be the one disagreeing with you a little bit about how he ended that situation. There were some missteps. On well, we'll t- we'll yeah. Okay, we'll get there. So. so so Michonne asks. Uh, Carol tells Carol tells Rick he should uh, he should go to the meeting tonight. That the meeting's going to happen. He should tell a story to the town. Tell them what they want to hear. Telling that he was trying to help a nice girl who was being uh, beaten by her husband. He took a gun to protect her to save them. Tell them what they want to hear at the meeting later. Carol says that's what I've been doing since I got here. And Michonne says why? And Carol responds because these people are children and children like stories. Yes. And I, I yes. agree. I agree with her to a point. But now that now that Rick has, as everybody put it, shown his hand, has put it out there, had had that rant, 
bloodied by, you know, not by a zombie, but by one of their community members, like him or not. I think that there's no going back on that. And the things that he was saying were true and poignant. And I don't believe that uh, stepping back from that at all would have been the way to go. Mm -hmm. But I also agree that Carol needs to keep playing that role that she's playing. And everybody, and for Michonne to be like, what do you mean? I don't get it, Carol. Why would you do that? It's like, really? You didn't see her trying to take her weapons off Michonne? You haven't paid attention to anything she said and done? This is actually who you think Carol is? And I know Carol hasn't been with the group that long with Michonne, but enough. 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 But still, I want to play... Yeah, I want to play. Po- I want to play poker with Michonne. Is basically what I want to come down because she's not yeah, looking yeah. at. She's not keeping yeah. track of anything that's going on. She's not- especially like who got them out of fucking Terminus. Yep. Michonne was with them in Terminus, right? I'm not mistaken in that, am I? <laughs> uh, Bill says Glenn is what he eats. Uh, Dakota, Dakota, and I are gonna fight. Terry Chan and Dakota are going back and forth. Uh, San Burbia Pictures, welcome, 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 my friend says, I hope Carol sticks around for a while, though she might become a villain later on. I think Rick might have enough of her manipulation. That might be interesting. If I could see no, Carol going... I, I, think, I don't think that... I don't uh, think it's no. going to happen, but it, I could, but it would be an interesting take. Interesting She'll become the twist. den mother to the wolves, maybe? <laughs> 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 These people really get it. You guys just don't. I've found my real children. <laughs> oh, so, so we're having a great time, great time in the chat room right now. Thank you guys for keeping it moving and having fun in there. So uh, Abraham says, what happens after all this? All the nice words? And Glenn says, uh, they guard the armory now. And Carol says, we have knives. That's all we're going to need against them. They can have all the yeah, guns they want. And, and I'm sorry, but that's just cocky. That's cocky. And yeah, I think if this team wanted surgically and planned it out, they could absolutely kill the appropriate people with knives, never firing a shot. Yes. But, you know, uh, especially at this meeting, they could have just all stood up and killed everybody. But any idiot, any idiot with a gun can get lucky against a master with a knife. Right. As Indiana showed us. Yes. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> Dead. So Rick says uh, tonight at the meeting, if I whistle, shit goes down. You take Deanna, you take Spencer, you take Reg. I know we saw someone earlier beat two people up and they had a gun, but it's in, you want to point out that that gun was empty. Morgan tried to empty that, all the you know, tried to use the gun and there was no bullets in it. They didn't have any bullets. Well, I think it's all about how you approach the person with the gun. You don't Correct. walk up to them face to face and you... say, let's... You don't even let them go get their gun. Yeah. You kill them in the middle of the night before they have. If that's <laughs> or you do what do this and do it right, and I think they could do it. Or you do what Carol's doing, and you and you support these people and get close to them, and then stab them in the throat before they have a chance to to even react. Uh, in the back of the head. Uh, sorry, sorry about that. Major says, Father Ga- <laughs> Joe, Father Gabriel, for someone who locked the doors of his congregation, you think he could lock a gate? What an asshole! Oh, right? Seriously. Come on. Yeah, did he block the lock on the gate? No, he well, didn't. He just he barely closed well, I don't it. Know. There well, was that little thing like that was Rick figured it all out like that. Well, and we're having a wonderful uh, discussion going back and forth. He didn't have his jacket and collar onto the gate either. Uh, so no, Rick, no. at all today. 
Rick says, tonight at the meeting, if I whistle, shit goes down. You take Deanna, you take Spencer, you take Reg. We threaten to slit their throats. Glenn says, like, at Terminus, the Terminus people. And Rick says, no, we're just going to threaten them until we take the armory. Glenn asks Rick if he wanted this the whole time, to which Rick says, no. I've hit my limit, and I screwed up, and here we are. Excuse me, I need to get some sleep, and I'm going to go back to bed. And then they all walk out. <laughs> so off to yeah, Maggie. Uh, what was that, Jeff? I don't know. I I just thought it was a little weird to assume that they would all they would all be falling in on that. Glenn, Maggie, uh, Michonne. You know, I, I think that was a little a little presumptuous. On his especially part. Especially how some of them have the voices of opinions that some of them have. Yeah, uh, but I also think he re- he knows when he raises his voice, they all are going to listen because he, they all believe in him when it ultimately comes down. Stuff we kind of well, learn later. I, I want to say, I want to say, kind of because they they all tried to. Ra- he was like, you know, they had already been. They had already. Rick had gone through the claim gang shit. They had been taken by the termites. They were going to be eaten by these fucking people. They already slaughtered the poor fucking penguin, and they get escape. Oh, and Rick's like, "We're going back, and we're going to kill every last one of those motherfuckers. They cannot live." And true words have never been spoken, as far as I was concerned. And they were all like, "No, we can't do that." So yeah, when they came, and then they came back at them again. So. Rick knows that ultimately, I mean, in Glenn too, like, yeah, like the Terminus people are going to put knives to their throat. And when they don't comply, you're talking about killing them because we can't exile them because they will come back. Uh, Glola says, I think Father Gabriel is not a preacher. I always feel something's wrong with him, especially when people were trying to get into the church and he wouldn't let them in. And we also have the back and forth going in the chat room, people people debating the Glenn, whether Glenn was uh, – you guys, you guys can read up on that. We've got some fun stuff going in the chat room right now. So, <laughs> Ma- so Maggie tries to persuade uh, – this is the scene, uh, uh, the preview scene we got from last week. Uh, so you might recognize this scene. It's Maggie trying to persuade Deanna to change her mind about Rick. Uh, Reg kind of backs Maggie up. Maggie says sending Rick away is not going to work. You let us in. You talked to us. Uh, you talk to us, you decided now I want to put, now you can't, now you want to be this leader. You got to listen to everything making, you want to put this decision on a bunch of crazed people that are scared that don't even know what's going on to make the decision. I don't know the full story. Maggie says the things that we've, that we've lost. And she says, you've lost. Yeah, you've lost. Maggie says, I lost Tyrese. I really cared about him. I mean, Rick, she doesn't say any, again, obviously doesn't mention that she lost her sister. She talks more about right. her dad tonight. She's, she's thinking, like, her losses pile up right back from the beginning. To yeah, her she's talking, she's, but she specifically kind of mentions her dad a couple times tonight. And uh, she goes, with all due respect, we've lost more than you. Uh, and she's like, he pulled, and then uh, Deanna goes, he pulled a gun. And, and then both her and both uh, Maggie and Reg both say, well, Michonne stopped him. It was one of us that stopped him. Yeah, and he didn't use the gun. He oh, pull the trigger. That's the litmus test or whatever. That's the matrix. Metric. Yep. Yep. And, <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. And I like how they showed that uh, it's a gun, knife. What's the fucking difference? <laughs> you know? yeah, and like, she, she is just. Kills. People die. She's starting to bother me now. She's starting to really bother me well, in the scene. And where, I know she... <laughs> where her major annoyance to me came out, where I finally was in my head, yes, this woman is not a good leader. This woman is a dictator, was when she said, I will listen to everything, and then I will decide, like I've always done. Yeah, shut up. And I'm sorry, woman, but that's not how it works once I get there. That was the dad or... 
That was the dad or mom. That's why, because I said so. Why do you want me to do that? Because I said so. Yeah, the, the, I was a senator. I was a congresswoman, so I'm the leader of this community. Ah, mm. I didn't vote for you, bitch. Rick your says it to her. Nothing here. Yes, yeah. your experience means absolutely nothing here. You guys are all, as Carol said, children. children. Rick says it to her. World. Maybe one day, once you, once I teach you, you might be good, good leadership material. Mm. But he says it to her. You're not ready yet. You're not nope. fucking ready. None of you are ready. Absolutely not. And uh, Deanna says, I will do what I have to do, to which Maggie runs off. And then Reg goes after her and says, uh, cavemen were nomad, and then they all died. We evolved into this, and we <laughs> lived till... It's, it's not just I'll do what I have to do. It's... Uh, we're kicking uh, him out. I've already decided he's gone, is basically what yeah. she said. It's, it's we will dis I will decide like I've always... It's it's not like we'll do what we have to... It's I will do what everybody for... like." It was very dictatorship. Like, it doesn't matter what anybody's going to say. I'm going to make the decision. I know what's best. Yep. Absolutely. And he says, I'm going to, and she walks off kind of upset, uh, very upset. Maggie runs off and Reg goes after her. And then we hit this whole nomads. Uh, the cavemen were nomads and they all died. We involved into this. And civilization starts when we stop running and putting people off and we start dealing with people's shit. Do you agree with that, Joe? Is that when civilization starts, when we stop casting people out and we start dealing with other people's shit? It wasn't necessarily casting people out. Uh, it was when we stop migrating, we stop moving, when we when we settle down, build communities and all come together, that's when civilization starts. Well, he, he specifically said and stopped Exiling. And, right. and stop exiling. He does. He does. Thank you, I'm not going to. I'm going to speak up and not let Rick get exiled. He doesn't think that that's the way to go. And as far as I'm concerned, that that's not the way to go. No. And it's either <laughs> you kill people or you can't. Like, like I said, people are petty and they are. We see it tonight. Like, are you gonna exile this fucking doctor? Joe, right? You couldn't even separate him from his wife across the street. You're gonna fucking exile him? <laughs> It seems like Reg is much more reasonable and compassionate, and and he's not the cold-hearted woman that his, his wife is. In his way of thinking, yeah, it's not all black <laughs> Good and one, white Jeff. to him. There's yeah. gray area, and that's the shit you got to deal they with. They seem most. to me to be like the opposites attract. Yeah. Uh, Carl says Joe's test for Deanna. How many people have you knived in the back of the head? How, why yeah, have you knived them in the back of the head? Asked the question. None of them have. They even said it. None of them have been like, asked. Like they the questions. almost forgot to ask Aaron the questions. <laughs> like seriously, ask Deanna these questions. I want to know. Answer what? me these oh. questions three. Yeah. <laughs> Scout Dakota says Cersei for mayor. <laughs> no, no. Oh. But there's no. <laughs> but wait. But there's no brother. But there's no brother to screws. So this might not work. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> that would be a mess. That Sam Crow, oh, welcome, my friend, Sam Crow. I'm surprised this place hasn't fallen after all this time. It's been run like this. It's what Rick says at the end. Luck doesn't last forever. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and it's it's uh. They've been living in a fairy tale. <laughs> Scout, great, yeah. great and comments, it, it Scout. To show they had to. They already kind of explained this by saying they evacuated millions of people from the area. And so you got to imagine that even though they evacuated all these people, some people stayed behind, like this people. <laughs> but as the as the zombies come in, a lot of them didn't know how to deal with them either. They weren't sure what was going on, so a lot of those people ended up dying. Scout so there's been not a lot of people around for them to have to worry about, but they're they're gonna have to worry. <laughs> Scout Dakota says Reg is a reasonable, and that's why he's dead. Who steps in front of a sword? 
Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, <laughs> oh, especially a crazy <laughs> drunk. Die. Crazy drunk fuckhead. I love to play poker with Deanna. I'll take her all her money. Says Big Kev. Yes, Kev. <laughs> you fucking idiots. And uh, the same two guys with the W's on their forehead. Uh, he says, or about the uh, about the guys later on. So they were. So most people are saying that they are were the same guys that uh, Morgan did not kill them. Just just eventually left them for their friends for his friends. <laughs> Yeah, that goes along with what seems to be his philosophy. All life is sacred. Yes. I don't know exactly what it was. Yeah, I, I wrote it down later, but he said, he, I think that's basically what it is. All okay, yeah. all life's important, all life's sacred or something. Yeah, so, so it makes sense that he wouldn't have killed them. Just taught them, hopefully, a lesson. <laughs> so speaking of one of the creepier scenes of the night, and I got to say, I, again, I, we said it a couple episodes ago, and whether people agree or not, I have to give it again to the actress that plays Sasha tonight for oh, doing yes. some fucking amazing fucking work tonight. Re- genius. Genius work. This scene, this next scene of her lay, digging the grave and then laying down and taking a nap in the walkers as it zooms up and we see her all comfy in her, in her walker bed. It can be easily yeah. forgotten about, but what a fucking moment. This girl is fucking out there right now. She is on. She's knock, knock, knocking on fucking heaven's door right now, huh? Uh, she's her brother's sister for sure. I'm uh, fucking sick of it. Uh, oh my god. She is doing what so many other people should be doing. And we've like, seen them all ridiculous. do this. I don't want to see no, it again. Uh, oh, well, I mean, it's, this is, this is well. not what's going on with her, but she's doing exactly what she should be doing. She's learning the land, she's clearing the land, and then she's cleaning it up. So the pretty forest. No, no, no. Is there. Okay, no, no, no. That's that... awesome. Very eco conscious. The way, the way, the way her meltdown <laughs> is manifesting, I really like. And this is something that I absolutely agree with you, Katie. They need to, as like Rick said in his final rant, you know. They need to be, there's things they need to be doing that none of them are doing. That should have already, you know what? We need to do this in the future. This needs to be done yesterday. Yeah. Like what Sasha's doing. Clearing Hello. the walkers from. Oh, sorry. Clearing. <laughs> I'm excited. No, get into it, Katie. Get into game. it. I'll get your Not back. Not only clearing the, the, the still walking walkers that are pounding at the, at the walls, but clearing the dead ones, getting rid of the body so they're not stacking up. Le- learning the lay of the land outside the, the walls, you know, taking shifts as a guard. She's doing a lot of the, and, and, and yeah, she's going through some shit, and I I'll give her a hard time. I okay, but whatever. That's all. It's uh, what I'll say is it's good to see it. someone rela- It's good to see someone react to a dead sibling on the show. That's all. That's all I want to say. Yes, yes, that is nice. It's nice that someone gives a shit about their that. dead sibling. That's all I'm and saying. I'll, she and I'll is, give you that. She's coping in a very healthy way, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and if she wasn't having this little meltdown after losing Bob and then Tyrese, both relatively back to back in a kind of a month or two or whatever a month, I don't know how long. Uh, I, I, and if she wasn't doing this, I would just be sitting here bitching about her being like Maggie and oh, yeah, really, yeah. she really cared about those two, huh? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's in a no-win situation. As far as <laughs> there is no no-win situations, Kirk. So, uh, Bill, let me be blatantly honest about that to everybody. Okay. So when you... <laughs> so Bill says, I can see it now—a whole new line of Walking Dead children's beds based around this scene. I can see it. <laughs> merchandising, merchandising, where the real money of the movie is made. The show is made. Uh, Major says, once we found out that Deanna knew her drunk surgeon was also a wife beater, that's when she had to go. She's not yeah, ready to lead a, p- a parade, let alone a community. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, knife to the back of the head. Knife to the back of the head, Katie. That's right. Terror Chan says, oh, my God, a low blow. I'm not sure what you're talking about in that moment here. But uh, Sasha says the last episode uh, that she doesn't want to be on the defense anymore. Uh, Bill uh, Lola says Sasha's a badass. Uh, Ma- Major says Daryl's bed he made in the coffin was better. Uh, Dakota says things... Things should be doing. Hmm. Combat training, knife training, planting, fucking gardens. Where do they think food comes from? How stupid are these people? Terra Chan said. Terra Chan. Daryl, doesn't it? Terra Chan lives Katie's nightmare. She says there is no pleasing Joe, is there? Question mark. Yeah, Scott. And, 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 see, and that's not. That's and that's. I, I, I'm honest about something. I'm a hypocrite when it comes to how I think people should behave on TV. I'm, you know, but. For the most part, I don't mind what Sasha's going Do, through. So, so Scott Dakota asks, uh, excuse me, I keep calling you Scott. I'm sorry. Scout Dakota. Uh, so, um, Joe, do you hate Sasha? Question mark. <laughs> and, and Carl says, uh, Joe, will a hug will, will a hug help Sasha like you said, or is Sasha too far gone, or is it time for a knife in the back of the head? Oh, she's perfect. She's uh, perfect. A, a, hug oh. will, a hug will help her. A hug will help a hug her. A hug would help her. Okay. Oh, so stage one. It's got to come from the right person at the right time when she's ready for it. You can't force a yeah. hug on someone. A hug now would get a knife to the back of the yes. head. Yes. Stage Check one of the... Right. She would give you a knife to the back yes, of the head. Yes, yes. Sasha would knife you to the back of the head if you tried to hug her right now. She's prickly. Yeah, she's prickly. She's a little... Yeah, she's prickly and she's salty too. So if you try to, if you try to get too close, you're going to get hurt. Joe, Joe's ultimate... Uh, Ultimate mission statement is hug first. <laughs> Don't want the hug. You refuse the hug. Knife to the back of the head. I'm simplifying. I'm simplifying. We need to. Like, <laughs> That's right. I didn't say that. Yeah, I, 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 refused. It's okay. Yes, we're we're Katie and I are paraphrasing here. So, anyways, we go to. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's how I summed it up, but that's all right. I'll, I'll go with it. Scout she, co- she she needs she needs love when she needs it, but you know, hey, eventually, the writers are going to write her out of this slump. And I think today was a good step forward. For yeah, that. it was. We're going to have you know the, the big time jump come I next don't season. Think she's in a slump. So well, not, okay, yes, wrong word for I, it. She's I am so into you like think she's, she's having some some healthy coping skills, and I don't necessarily disagree. With you disagree i don't disagree with you she's doing what so many other people should be doing there exactly. should be a concerted effort amongst the many other concerted I guess efforts my problem that they are is, not indulging in my problem yes is she's not i love you tonight you, katie you, you're you on fire me, we're gonna go clear bodies today well she doesn't <laughs> okay that and... she's not at least saying to someone <laughs> hey you know maggie just to let you know i'm going outside she's the walls not today leaving the notes so you know, there's certain things that she also needs to be doing for the for the people that care about her that she supposedly also cares she about. She should be tacking the notes on the fridge. Yes. <laughs> but otherwise, I think she's good. Scout, <laughs> Scout Dakota says, I love Katie saying knife to the back of the head. It sounds so perfect. Uh, Scout, uh, Major says, Scout, you're right. If they don't start fortifying their walls, growing and raising their own food, they won't make it. They need to be self-assistant as possible. He oh, yeah. also offers a hug for Sasha. Sam Crow says, Rick was seeing shit and going crazier than anyone when Laurie died. Uh, Bill adds, uh, you can't force hugs on people. That's why I'm not allowed a Chunky Cheese anymore. <laughs> oh, Bill. Bill. Oh, just kidding, he says. Major, 
Major no says. Nobody believes you're JK. Yeah, no one believes you're JK. You put it out there. Yeah, you were, you were, you had a. I know how it works. You had a. They, they make you admit that to us because you're on a website somewhere or something. Uh, Major says the only one who's been able to listen or reach Sasha seems to have been Maggie. Terry Tran says Maggie and Sasha were very cute tonight. I really loved their stuff, and we'll get to that later of Maggie's reaction in the Father Gabriel stuff. It'll, it'll, it's interesting. And uh, Terry Ch- Chan says, speaking of Maggie, thinks she'll kill Nick for trying to kill Glenn. It seems to be the only oh, thing so The only so thing that gets Maggie that. mad is when someone tries to hurt Glenn. So if anyone, yeah, she may yeah. get killed. Because she doesn't care that Gabriel ratted everyone else. She won't kill him for that. But she, no. because I think she ultimately, I mean, we'll talk more about that later. But I think ultimately Maggie realizes leaving Gabriel alive is more of a torture to himself than killing him. Killing him is letting him off fucking easy. Oh, yeah. So even though I would have loved to see that motherfucker die, and I'm going to enjoy watching him die when we get to see that. Eventually. Hopefully. Hopefully it will happen soon. So I kind of – I had a a brief interlude with with, – Respecting him? not when he when he was all you know i just had a brief interlude for you know liking his i thought maybe they were going to take his arc somewhere but eventually it culminated with ah oh, come on oh the fetal ball in the road sobbing. yeah up to that point yeah, i was I, like I okay with that. Yeah. Uh, okay maybe he's snapping out of it finally he's gonna live in the real world and understands maybe a little bit more he's ready to kill and then uh and then the church scene happened, and I wished that they had just fucking <laughs> Bill says, I like the Maggie, Sasha, and Gabriel scene at the end. Like I said, uh, forgiveness seems to be a theme of the episode. It was very good yes. this episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah Scout, Scout says, uh, blah, Maggie bores the crap out of me, right? I, I kind of got to say I had a little bit of that when I was walking the episode that I feel like I'm watching a different person. It feels like Maggie is a well, different yeah. a different she person than she used to be. badass. Where the fuck did badass Maggie yeah. go? Badass well, Maggie seems. Glenn back, and it was all like, oh, well, everything's all rosy now. Who cares, Beth died? Who cares this person? Yeah, badass. Yeah, badass Maggie seems to be on vacation somewhere, and she's in the Bahamas drinking a drinking a soda on an island somewhere, being like, uh, I, "I'm gonna go with my lookalike, my doppelganger." There's a little bit of like Prince in the Popper. Fuck Glenn in a pharmacy with zombies banging at the fucking rack behind them. Uh, Johnny Rico says the best parts of the finale were the Morgan clips. Everything else was just kind of filler for him. And I would agree that the best parts of the episode were everything everything Morgan related in this episode were the best parts of the episode. Morgan's great. So to uh, so to Daryl and Aaron here. Uh, Daryl says someone uh, just came through here. Aaron, Aaron says if we see him, let's. And this connects to something we were asking about last episode. They do still have the mic. Let's set up the mic and watch and listen until we know. Uh, and we have to know. Daryl says, uh, asks if they've ever sent people away, and Aaron says yes. He talks about three people: two men and a woman. The leader's name was Davidson. Very smart and very tough. Their leader thought they would work out, or that we thought they would work out, but they didn't. I brought them in, and then I had to see them out. Myself, Aiden, and Nick drove them out far away. We gave them a day's worth of food and water, and just left them there. Daryl says they just went. They didn't struggle. And he says, well, we had all their guns. Aaron said, uh, well, I'll never make that mistake again. I've got to be sure. So that explains a little bit on a little bit more why Aaron was so dotting the I's and crossing the T's with the group earlier and making sure that he knew uh, that they were okay to bring in. And I think a big part of that has to do with Daryl and him in and him believing in Daryl, which we connect to a lot in this episode. Their relationship's all great, and I love all the stuff oh, with Aaron, it. with Daryl and Aaron tonight. And Daryl's uh, opening up. 
<laughs> he is, he is, and he's starting, and that makes me scared for Aaron because every time Daryl opens up to somebody, they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're going to keep Aaron around for a while. I do though. too. They Me want too. To work with that Aaron Eric relationship. They have a dynamic that they that they're going to explore. And their new kid Daryl. That the that some people would call the left wing liberal agenda <laughs> of the media that they're gonna they're gonna play with for a little while. And, yeah, that left-wing liberal reality. <laughs> <laughs> so Carol wakes up, wakes in, uh, so is Rick, wakes up Rick and says, good morning, sunshine, and uh, and asks and says, it's good what happened last night. Uh, we, we have more cover now that, oh, excuse me, I forgot. The, uh, Daryl says that they just went in and never make, he'll never make the mistake again. Then we go back to Carol waking up Rick, I'm sorry. And then he says, it was good what happened. She says, it was good what happened last night. We have more cover now. Everyone thinks you were crazy. Crazy Rick got caught and uh, they got his gun. So no one needs to worry about anything. He asks, why do we not tell the others about the, uh, and the rest of people about the guns? To which Carol responds, well, Michonne knocked you out. And we don't want to tell her. She's not that she's not trustworthy, but we, we're not sure her agenda is ultimately what she was saying. And then Rick says, well, you know, I deserved it. To which Carol says, well, you know, it was stupid what you did. But he's, <laughs> and he says, well, Michonne's with me and Glenn is too. Well, Carol, did, she says, I didn't tell the others just in case. Do you understand, Rick? And Rick says, he doesn't want to lie anymore. And Rick says, okay. And then Carol says, you, you don't want this place. You don't want to take over this place. And you don't want to lie, oh, sunshine. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get both. Oh. Love and and I, I kind of agreed with her there. Either, either, if if we don't take over this place, we're living a lie and we're all going to die. It's not going to be a safe paradise. Or we do what needs to be done and we can all start telling the truth again. So but one way or the other, it's got to be one way or the other. You don't get both here. Yeah, I agreed with her. I agree with her about that. I agree with Rick though. They're, the group needs to know if they're a group and they trust each other and they're loyal to each other. It needs to be a group thing. Right. And I agree with and that. We, you trust the 13. You don't stop lying to the 13. You bring everybody in on it, but you don't, you don't, you know, you don't just keep living that lie there. And I think the, the interaction a little later with Michonne, kind of, they play that out a little bit. They cash that out. Absolutely. The, the loyalty and honesty factor. Absolutely. We got a good debate going on in the chat room right now about what uh the glenn and the nick situation of what who did the if glenn did the right thing if nicholas will learn from this at all if that's no. if if him and glenn have some sort of understanding now because no. of him <laughs> Katie, Katie, no 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 then you then you do, let's cut let's cut the shit for a second get to it for a quick second here katie so do you think that glenn should have killed him I think he should have killed him, but I don't think he was wrong for not killing him. That's Glenn. That's Glenn. Okay. That's Very interesting. Glenn. Do you think this guy's going to be a problem in the future? Absolutely. Okay. Then you should have killed I, him. He is not one who is learning his lessons. It would be self-defense, in my opinion, N now, to kill him right there because he was already stalking and trying to kill Glenn. Mm -hmm. Shot him. Glenn lets him up as far as I'm concerned. The chances of him lashing back at Glenn or whoever mm -hmm. else again imminent now my question what here is when they get back glenn obviously holding the gun and he says he took me out there to kill me i'm lucky i got back alive you know if walkers hadn't come we were too you know like what if he can cock some sort of story in his head i will never say the honorable move is the wrong one 
but there is the practical move of this guy is going to cause trouble. Yeah, I guess that's where I come on it. That where I come on it. Well, that's gross. Uh, oh. Word choice. Word choice, Phil. Blackcock <laughs> coming out of you. Yeah, oh, that sounds bad. That sounds so bad. If I guess where my opinion on the situation is that if he doesn't think this guy can learn, if you can't teach this dog, you got to unfortunately say goodbye. And I don't believe in, no, I don't believe in a dog, but a bad human, kill him. There's nothing you can do in this world. I don't Um, think you can train him. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. And this is, this is my, my uh, opinion about it. Get it out now. Is that although Glenn didn't kill him, which I would have, completely advocated for at any point in time wouldn't I, have called it murder i either. wouldn't have called it murder Absolutely. i would have once he shoots me game over bitch once he shoots me game over bitch that's all i'm sorry yeah yeah, yeah. but glenn is trying to pl- prove his point that he was trying to prove to the guy before that god you damn know, Dale. you know whose fault this is is dale's fault well, it it, it's a, <laughs> it is, it is, but it it goes right along with exactly what Rick said at the end of the show, which is, I was, I was thinking that I've been thinking this whole time, how many of you do I have to kill yeah. to <laughs> save you? Oh yeah, and that's Great line. exactly what Glenn has. Uh, he was the physical embodiment yes. of the line Rick delivered at the end of yes. the show, because there's that choice Glenn has there. He has him at gunpoint and it's, I can kill you and it's going to save everybody else up there. And then I might have to kill some <laughs> of them too, to save the more of them that are up there, but I don't want to have to kill any of you to save any of mm-hmm. you. Yep. So and it I'm can... hoping this is going to prove my point that I'm not against you. We need to start working together. Yes. That what you did wasn't necessarily unheard of in this new world, but you have to start thinking differently. And until you do, you don't come out here anymore. Yep. <laughs> so I think hopefully Glenn's going to teach this kid something. I don't know if this guy, not kid, has the capacity to learn it. And I would not have been upset at Glenn for killing him, but I like how they showed the physical embodiment of Rick's lines yes, to cap off. Yes. So, so let's go to the yes. chat room a little bit uh, here. Tara Chan, or Tara Chan says, oh no, I'm skipping over that for a second. Bill says, I don't know. I don't think Nick is an, uh, I don't think Nick is an unredeemable character. So you think re- Nick might be redeemable. Tara Chan says, might be redeemable. it's possible. Anything's possible. And up until the point where he shot Glenn, which he might have been thinking Glenn was following him to kill him. Yep. That could absolutely yeah, be going true. through his mind right there. He might he be looked, thinking it's self-defense. I'll, I'll hit for whatever it's worth, when we see him at the beginning half of the episode, he didn't look like an evil guy plotting. He looked more like a scared man that, oh, was, yeah. that was doing it out of defense. So maybe, as uh, Tara Chan said, I don't think he'll, he'll do that again. Nick maybe learned. Uh, Sam Crow says, Glenn needs to let his group know what happened. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dakota yeah. said, "Well, there's not going to be any explaining it away. He's got a bullet wound. They're both beaten up, and he's, and you know, they're both coming back arm in arm. And I think he should absolutely tell them all exactly how what went down out there. Dick, people need to know, and they need to know they're not exiling him as well." Dakota says, "Yes, kill. He's getting a chance, whether he deserves it or not." Dakota he's says, "Yes, kill chance. Nick. How many times does someone have to leave killers alive only to see them kill someone else again? Bob would still have his leg. Just saying." And Joe, since when are you on the fence? 
Uh, Bill also <laughs> Phil also says Bob would probably st- Bill says to that Bob would probably still have been dead. Carl also says Rick's group has a disagreement. Some people want to be safe in Alexandria, living more like Deanna than Rick. Uh, Johnny Rico says so. It takes. For Nick to learn, is it that he missed a fatal shot on Glenn? Uh, dude made his choice to kill Glenn. Glenn should have just finished him there, and it will come to bite him in the ass. Uh, Richie A says, Nick is zombie food. Uh, Shane Chan, uh, uh, Shane was ahead of his time, says Bill. Uh, Tara Chan says, no. And then Rick said he didn't have to. He could teach uh, them instead of kill them, which is what Glenn did. If you're an avid reader of literature, you can you can tell that, of course, he was well-learned, well or that he will learn. Uh, Melody Vision says, true about Shane, and Sam Crow says, Shane, Shane Trick. Brian Whiskey, welcome, Brian, said, I think Glenn would have killed Nick, but he's thinking he might get his group kicked out by doing something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's a part of a community, and I think that's still in his head. And if I just out-and-out kill this guy, we're already in fucked up trouble <laughs> scott dakota yeah, says no it's way- gonna be hard to explain why glenn's coming back with a bullet wound all beat up and nick isn't seen anywhere after the conflicting stories mm. yeah it would be very difficult for him to be believed or explained especially after what they all saw with rick especially after with what gabriel said to the the yeah, mayor yeah. which which maggie knew about Remember, Nick, Maggie was on the stairs listening to. Nick got so, bit. Nick got bit. That's what happened. He just there's, got bit. There's, <laughs> a, there's enough bad stuff that could potentially have happened to our our group mm. had Nick left that guy dead in the woods there. Yep. I think it was a good, good uh, foreshadowing to Rich Rick's speech and basically that, you know, Glenn's last interaction with with Rick rubbed off a little. Uh, yeah. Melody O'Vision says, uh, the thing is, I think most of the audience was like Rick, too. I think back then most of them had agreed with Rick. Oh, talking about the Shane stuff. Bill says, uh, how cool of a contrast would it be if next season we see Deanna interviewing Nick and Glenn and they both independently tell the same truth compared to how it went down after the botched warehouse incident? And, and I would like to see that. Yeah, Scout yeah. Dakota agrees. Good, good point. Uh, or it says, good point, Brian, about I think Glenn would have killed Nick if, but he might have got the group killed, kicked yes. out, and kind of like yeah. what we were just talking about. Yeah. So and I think Glenn's looking at that at that bigger picture. I think, I think uh, by that scene, maybe we can we can chalk up to there was more discussed between yeah. Glenn and Rick at some point. Absolutely. So Daryl and Aaron watch the guy. We get to Daryl and Aaron more stuff. They watch a guy in a red poncho from afar through binoculars. The guy's rubbing his hand on his face on wild leaks. And Daryl is impressed. I had to rewind this a couple of times to figure out what the fuck he was doing. Someone knows how to get mosquitoes off, off of him. Yeah. And Daryl's impressed. He, he's like, oh, I like this. I already like this guy. Yeah, because Aaron's like, what's he doing? And Daryl knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. And that's where we see that he's got the, uh, the listener. Yeah, yeah, he's got the the uh, the ear herpes. He's got the herpes, yeah. the earpiece. So the angled, uh, angled something the NFL sideline microphone. <laughs> so Rick comes outside. We cut over to Rick, who comes outside, starts to walk and greet Tobin and the rest of the guys. It's just a funny moment of Rick walking down the street like I'm a badass. Everyone here is afraid of me, and him loving. No, no, no. Him he loving it. He walks down the street like a badass He's because when he walks down the street, he jacks he walks, walks it right between the three guys that are talking on the sidewalk. Yeah. He doesn't walk around them. He doesn't cross the street. He doesn't avoid eye contact. He says, how do you doing? And no, they're like, hey, me. Rick. And he's like, hey. And he keeps walking. He walks right through the pack of them. He's not afraid of what they'll do or anything like that. 
No, and it shows he's he's not holding his head down in shame because he freaked out and all of that crap. Like, this is the world we're in. You people are eventually going to come to that yeah. when you realize what the fuck you're dealing with. Yep. So I'm still walking around alpha with my head high. I, I'm not cr- – <laughs> it, He's. it's like the Joker line, but he – Excuse me, but he means it, and it's true. I'm not. I'm not crazy. I'm just ahead of the game. Yep, absolutely. And that, and that's what he gets into all the time. Anna, Anna Banana says we need a plan to deal with these wolves. At least Daryl and Morgan know what the fuck's coming. By the way, loving the blazer. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It is. Yeah, it is. Fin- spiffy. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if spiffy. It's. It's a. Uh, it's a Salvation Army blazer. But. Uh, but I figured it's a. Uh, it's yes. It's a uh, season finale night. I'm, <laughs> so so anyway so rick comes outside he walks down he smirks and kind of gives uh he i fucks deanna with a big fuck you i own you oh love it it was it was a total i own you motherfucker just yeah. he gives her the great face yep like rock by all just says like a boss yeah he's just walking down the street like a boss like fuck you all he does that does that talk about swag he in he knows it too. He is he is the alpha in this town. They are all a bunch of fucking nobody. Nobody has what it takes no, to survive. No, beyond. I, I was joking before, but I, I said if you didn't hear me, he was he's kind of Rick. He's Jack's walking down the street a little bit, just walking with that. You know, <laughs> a little, little, bit. Just, yeah, a little, a little bit. Like like he's got some poop <laughs> in his pants. He's doing what the Jack's walk it comes should natural have for been. Rick scout dakota says rick was walking like his pants could hardly contain his huge dick way macho i think he was stepping on one as he walked down the street he's like excuse excuse man throwing that over his shoulder and stuff in Uh, fact you can see you can see after rick passes by you can see one of them has to hop over it and <laughs> Scout says, "I'm always impressed when Daryl utters a full sentence." Yeah, he totally uttered yeah. a full sentence. She's uh, Scout says, uh, "I always add the subtitles for him." <laughs> yeah, Rick, to- total Rick, total Rick swagger. I have to add the subtitles for this show because cer- certain characters mumble, and <laughs> Daryl's definitely one of them. <laughs> Not like watching Sons again. I'm trashing Sons of Anarchy tonight a couple times. Not like trying to figure out what Chibs is saying on Sons of Anarchy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jackson, Jackson boy. <laughs> so, so it sounded good. Yeah. Do you think we could? Do you think we could take that take again, uh, Flanagan? No, 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 no. That's fine. Fuck you. That's just fine. So Rick. So after this, we also see Nick watching Glenn while uh, while Nick's acting all suspicious, and we get music kind of creepy. And guess what? I'm starting to think that Glenn and Maggie might be a couple because we actually saw them together tonight. It's amazing. Yeah, it was it was nice. It was nice. Do chronic. I'm Rick Grimes, bitch. Slap. Does Rick Grimes need to slap a bitch? And Richie A says Rick Swagger. Yeah, absolutely. Melody Vision says closed caption is our best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Parabolic Mike. Microphone. Thank you, Ren. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ren. Word I was looking for. I what? So, uh, so Glenn, oh, what, so Maggie comes over to chat about working everything out. Uh, they talk about how uh, she met with Deanna and everything's as bad as they thought. Maggie says, uh, we're in trouble. She says she's going to talk to everyone in town and try to get them to st- stop it. Glenn, who seems to be preoccupied with the whole Nicholas situation, or he is, it's kind of hard to read. I had trouble reading the scene, their interactions. It seems like he's upset with her a little bit. I don't know. I, 
I could be reading into that a little bit, but no, I didn't feel like he was upset. I, I felt like uh, there was I, concern. There was con- more concern than upset. I felt like there was something that I was having trouble figuring out exactly. Some barrier that seems to be between them. Maybe because I haven't seen them together since they've since they've gotten there. It's the first time I've seen them together. I think I feel like, anyways. Right. Well, she was she was uh, standing behind him when he knocked out Mayor's son there. But it's good. It's funny to see that Nick Nick was staring at Glenn from around the corner, petting his little gun while right right before Maggie walked up. So you definitely got the feeling that Glenn Glenn had some uh, bad intentions headed his way by Nick right then. But Maggie foiled it a little. Bill That's says true. Bill says Katie's forehead made a cameo. Oh yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. She's not just a hand after all, I guess. Uh. So so Nick. He- Tease. Tease. Oh, it was a forehead tease. So on their way, they uh so uh so on their way, Maggie says it's uh Rick's in trouble and uh and Glenn says I love you and I wrote that he seems hurt about something, but again, I could just be wrong. I think he was just preoccupied with the Nicholas situation. And she says that well, I'll see you there, meaning I'll see you at the at the town meeting, the Rick Grimes town meeting. And he spots Nicholas doing the uh, Enid thing and kind of climbing over a wall. And again, get in the fucking house, Nicholas. Glenn doesn't give you permission. You have lost outside privileges, young man. Don't you ever learn. So speaking of douchebag motherfuckers that I don't even want to see on my fucking screen, I just want to bash their head into a tree until they cry of blood. Sorry, 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 sorry. Father shit fuck leaves the community unarmed. And they say a quick question. They're like, oh, you don't want to bring a weapon? And he says, no, God's my only protection. (laughs) And that noose you're bringing with you. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, and that noose. Yeah, the the convenient noose that's going to be on a walker to save your fucking bitch ass life. Oh, my God. So, so uh, we go to Rick, who's going in his, who's in his house, and he he sees Carl, who I, one of the, if I had any minor disappointments of the episode, it's not seeing any more progression of the Carl storyline tonight. Yeah, yeah. I did. Oh, it's baby. Hi, baby. Betty's here too. Well, we, saw, we saw him with the with the baby. Yeah, but we didn't. What I mean is, we didn't see him anymore with his chick, with his girl. We didn't see him anymore with Enid. <laughs> Yes, yeah, like Scout Dakota just said, hey, where's Enid? Is she dead? Yeah, we didn't get to see Enid. She wasn't anywhere to be found. I miss I missed Enid tonight. I missed getting some more Carl development. But I guess oh, yeah. I guess I, I just like I like Carl and I and I noticed when he I mean he did have an important scene talking to Rick and we're gonna and there, some important things got said between the two of them and I thought the the actor did an excellent job in the scene. I just I guess I He's one of the characters I wish we got more of in the back half of season five. But as Joe yeah. pointed out last week, I think he said something. We got a lot of Carl in the first half of season five and late half of four. So it makes sense that maybe they wanted to take a break on him a little bit. I'm glad we got some Abraham stuff tonight. Abraham was definitely around a lot. And him at the town meeting was my favorite part of the town town meeting. Like his whole thing about Rick. It was that it was the Team America sort of thing. Like dicks fuck assholes and assholes fuck dicks. And Rick knows shit and you don't know shit. And <laughs> there's a sea of shit. Yeah, there's a sea of shit. shit about yeah. that sea of shit. Sea of shit. Yes. Shit. shit that you don't even know about. Shit that your shit can't even shit on. Shit that you've never smelled. Shit from a baby's diaper that is shittier than the shittiest shit from the shittiest sore and all of shit's real. Tara Chan says, hopefully the wolves will kill Enid if she isn't a wolf. Can't stand her. And uh, D- Bill, Bill says, Joe, quit, quit playing with your pussy. 
I know what you're saying, Scout. I don't. I just. I guess I just wanted it. I wanted some closure on it. I felt like it got. Uh, it got dropped a little bit. And does, did Carl get some? Oh, whatever. No. But, but I hear what you're saying. We don't. We don't need. We don't need. Uh, I would like to see something cool happen with Enid. And I guess, like I said, the thing I like about Enid is that she's someone that isn't a badass that is able to survive with tricks like the clock. That was the moment that I liked her. But I am i didn't dig the slow motion. Uh, oh, look at the slow motion, them running through the woods. They're in love. I hated that shit. Well, there's a, there's a, a, scene, a scene with uh, Carl that I'm kind of missing from the books. And I'm wondering why, why uh, we haven't seen more of the other kids yet either. Um, they just kind of seem to disappear off. Yeah, I was reading townspeople was... that don't exist. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, we see some of them sitting around the fire, but like, Even it when? really seems like what the thirteen the have more than doubled their population. <laughs> oh, Terra Chan and Scout are making, uh, making, or finding common ground that uh, they can finally agree on something. Can't stand this sickingly annoying romance. Awesome. Oh. I'm glad we're bringing people together. <laughs> so to Rick, Rick goes in the house and Carl meets him. He asks if he's okay. He says sorry. Rick says quickly says sorry about pushing him, but he doesn't actually address it. He just kind of says sorry. Carl tells him he's uh, or and he tells Carl you're staying home from the meeting. Carl says so. This is home then, and then he gets into this, which I thought was delivered very well. Uh, these people need us. They'll die without us. Rick says, I uh, may, just so you know, I may have to threaten one and I may have to kill a couple. <laughs> so just so you know. And he says, you won't. You got to tell him, dad, or tell him. And Rick says, I tried last night. Carl says, no, 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 no. They didn't hear that. You actually need to tell them so they can hear it. And I thought this was very important, obviously very important for what happens later. But I thought it was, it, it was the, it was it was an interesting piece of logic that you may have screamed it, you may have told it, but in, unless you say it to the, show these people in action, and you and you say it to them not in a threatening manner, th waving a gun in the air after you kick the piss out of their doctor that they don't know is or that they either know or don't know is beating their wife. Right. They they uh, how and if Carl so did some good acting some tonight. Basically, is what life saying. with their head stuck in it's the sand. Willful denial, and, and they know. And that's they what know. I have to chalk it up to as well. Oh, yeah, like yeah, everybody yeah. in this town knows, and they've all come to the decision, and it shows every step of the way. Like when the mayor's kid said it to Glenn. Like what this. Like what Nick the Dickless did with with that group after the mayor's son died. What the construction guy did when when the walkers came and that woman fell off the the bucket. Like it was, it's all basically the good of the many outweigh the need of the single person. If they're mm -hmm. going to die, let them go, run away, get back to town, get back to safety. It's not worth losing. It's not worth the, the, the need, the need of the town is to have a doctor. So if this woman gets beat, that was her decision to marry him in the first place. Yeah. Not our problem. Terry Chan, great point. Mangala. No big deal. <laughs> Terry Chan, great point about Chandler uh, Carl's acting, his early acting, compared to what he did when he first started on the show. He's gotten so much better. I, I could. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and Carl Carl asks, "Will Rick adopt Jesse's kids? Will Rick and Jesse have a baby?" I I don't know about that. I I have a feeling someone someone said later Jesse probably going to die early in part of next season. I do think that her kids will become part of the group as something what Joe was just hinting at. I think we're going to probably see Carl having some more kids friends that's probably gonna be more of a part of the next of next season and we're gonna see people replacing Sophia from the comics 
in the, in that context, maybe it will be a boy, maybe it will be Enid. Who who knows how they'll how that will manifest? But I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt uh, Jesse's kids, even if Jesse dies, Jesse's kids becoming more part of a group as buddies for Carl. Well, that's, that's a little bit of a book spoiler too, and since we're talking about it, I'll, I'll get to it. I was uh, the end of the thing. I was hoping right at the beginning of the show when uh like two minutes into it, I had the flash across my mind. Oh, what I hope happens is uh oh you wanted the carl uh is no no the the i i had the feeling rick was going to kill the doctor but i was i was hoping or thinking maybe the doctor kills him like that kills the the wife like the old tv cliche you know they didn't stop him in time and rick kills the doctor and hey that leaves a kid orphaned and that would have been uh to catch up on you know Spoiler: Them adopting a child, right? Right. Glenn and Maggie. Right? Uh, MLM Melody says Enid Sophia 2.0. MLK, hope you're feeling so much better. MLK uh, says, uh, I hope Joe rants on Glenn saving Nick the dick yet again. We'll we'll get to that. Uh, Enid can't hold a candle to Sophia. Fuck you for saying that, Phil. I, I'm not saying she she can't hold a candle to her. I'm saying that they're gonna kind of try to do some of the stuff that they did with her in the in the comics with Enid, unfortunately. So, well, so I'm not a big fa- I'm not a big fan of her either in their slow motion shit either. Don't get me wrong. I think if Sophia had survived, she might be an Enid by this point. Enid's age. Well, and a personality like Enid, the sullen, tortured teenage girl who also kind of knows how to survive out in the woods by herself. Yep. Yeah. Good point, Kate. I mean, that's that would kind of be the natural progression of Sophia. No, absolutely, and a hundred, hundred percent. That it's it seems like, and again, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to bring in a character that embodies some of that. It's just whether you like it or not, and you like how they're hamstringing it in at all is is left left to left to debate. As we as we know, Terry Chair does not enjoy it. Uh, I don't personally love love it, but I do like the fact that they're giving Carl, or hopefully setting it up for Carl to have more to do next season. Yeah. I like that they're not really like doing too much with it. It's kind of a quick aside to remind us Carl is a teenage boy. He should have these girl experiences and these relationships, and they do it quick and then they move on. Do, you need some for the teen fans out there too. Dakota, you're getting. I mean, sorry, Katie, you're getting some backup from Dakota and Melody Vision. Right on, Katie. Katie, oh. speak the truth. <laughs> And uh, Tara Chan says, I hate that personality, the Enid one. That's like every young adult in fictioner, in the, as a fic- adult every fictional protagonist. Adult girl and, and three quarters of the boys, yes. It's very cliche. Yeah, it is very cliche. Absolutely. I couldn't, couldn't agree with you more, Tara Chan, on that one. And, and, you know, I would love to have seen them try to take a different spin with this teen girl. You know, they did it with Beth, kind of. It would have been nice to see a middle ground somewhere. Uh, she has more character development to, to go. Do, I guess. Right, I she's think. just come in on this town. Yeah. So, so after that scene, uh, Carl says, "You got to tell them." And Rick nods. Then we go back to Daryl and Aaron, who lost po- Red Poncho guy, but they find a like a warehouse of food with uh, t- like a ton of walkers in the front of the gate. Uh, they should never. Someone said this in a couple of shows ago. Uh, they should just never go into warehouses because these situations never end up good. It's always right. in a warehouse that bad bad shit happens. So they talk about losing the guy uh, that Daryl's pissed off about losing him and wants to kind of look for the red poncho guy. Uh, this is, but this this warehouse is a rare situation. 
Daryl said, Daryl says, if we do this, this food thing, we're giving up. And Aaron's like, well, we're 50 miles from home. We need to keep moving, but we have more, if we get more people, we're going to need more food. So let's, let's go in here. Daryl doesn't like, doesn't seem like he's happy, but agrees. And they kill a bunch of walkers with a cool, uh, stabbing through the fence type of thing as they head into the warehouse. So they go into a truck and we get a flash of a truck that says, how's the harvest gets home. And uh, they walk in, and Aaron's really excited to get a new license plate. It's Alaska. We get Alaska. Nice. And uh, he's in the, and uh, he also mentions here, I don't like giving up either, but uh, but we but this we got to give up the red poncho guy. We can't find him, but we can have a trailer full of canned goods. So it's a good oh, trip. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Watch out! It's a trap. <laughs> The whole time, I'm thinking, no. And, and <laughs> I just, I just gotta say, with this, I was slightly disappointed that Daryl didn't catch anything rigged to any of these, because a lot of trucks seemed yeah, to there open. Yeah, there were pulley systems. There, there seemed to be quite a bit involved in that. <laughs> and they did a good job. Obviously, these trappers know what they're doing. They did a good job hiding it. <laughs> Daryl couldn't see it. Fuck yeah. But I would have liked to have maybe seen Daryl pick up on something like that that would have been nice yeah it would have been nice yeah as well yeah it, it it's he seemed a little bit fool's russian a little bit yes yeah the, but the hope for all but i guess if you're that big of a badass and you can wipe out that many walkers like crazy style like him and aaron seemed to do when they were at certain doom tonight i, I gotta well, i gotta so I, you well. know okay so they 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 clip open the lock the gates go up yep. on all the trailers dun, and they're dun, stuffed dun. with zombies. It's a trap! All, around every corner, there was there was zombies out in the parking lot, emptied out from a different truck out there when this happened. Like like a bunch of trap, a bunch of, of these zombie-filled containers or trucks got opened up. And <clears throat> they make it through, they they beat off a bunch, they crawl on. Wait, 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 what did you say? They beat off a bunch? <laughs> Sorry, you did it. You did it too. You did it too. Okay, I just had to call Thank you on that. For noticing that, Phil. Thank you for noticing that. And when they make it under a truck, they scramble out. They push their way through. They get into a car. You know, all the zombies gather around the car, <laughs> and now they're trapped. And here's my point: this isn't this isn't like a, a horrible place to be. Yeah. Open the door a little bit. You let you open. You, everybody get in the back seat. Open the front door. We can pile up the front seat with dead bodies as they come in. Like cut their hands off. Cut their stab them in the head. You can take care of it. This is a manageable yeah. situation in my mind. This is not the complete and utter death of them both. If Dang. they work together, I feel like they could have gotten out of it. Not necessarily easily, Dang. but. Without I agree, Joe. Dying. I agree, Joe. And go go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. That little Joke pussy. Him. Yeah. Betty. Oh, what a cute so, Betty. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Betty had a yes. Betty knowing that baby showed up tonight. Betty had to make his appearance as well. They're they're old friends. They are old friends. I wanted to say something just real quick about the Daryl chain whipping off the oh, three sick. fucking heads. <laughs> Dude. That was sick. He did. He when Great he came shit. out underneath the truck, he unhooks a chain from around whatever it is chain to and i'm wondering what his plan is with this chain right what's he gonna do it's like to punch zombies when he when he rolls out he has enough room to like swing it and whip it at three <laughs> zombies right through three heads what 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 
That's some fucking ninja whip skill. That's yeah. some freaking Indiana Jones yeah. right there. With that, that that, yeah, that's Indiana fucking... Jones. Simon Belmont from Castlevania is what I wrote down in my notes <laughs> in that point. He was just all Simon Belmont in that point. Yeah, love, Melody O'Vision says, love that chain attack. Uh, MLK sa- MLH, excuse me, says, uh, that means Daryl shower scene coming soon. Bam, bam. <laughs> Scout Dakota says, what's up with all the beating off tonight, guys? <laughs> Tara Chan says, I love Aaron so much. Darren and Aaron, please. Yeah, they're they're so awesome together. The great yeah. fucking team. And Beautiful development of that relationship. Rock biologist says Aaron used that license plate attack. It's super effective. Yeah, nice. Alaska. It's super they're fun and practical. Yes, it's big Alaska. Yes. It's great on water-based Pokemon. The uh, the, I mean water-based uh zombies. So so they run out into a group of like a hundred zombies who are so fucked. They hide under a truck. Daryl, as Katie mentioned, beheaded three walkers with a rusty chain in one swing. Uh, they stab one. Aaron gets his kill on and they work their way around to a car and that they're in the car surrounded by walkers as they're all pounding on the pounding on the uh, the car as we pan out and slamming on the doors a few more times. So we come back from commercial break. We're still in the car with all the walkers pounding to get in. They they talk about how long the glass will hold, that they have a bit of bit of time. And uh, then Daryl suggests that we block all the windows so maybe if they don't see us after a while, they'll just give up. I love how they don't actually do this and this isn't how they get out of it. It's just a plan they don't even try. They're like, yeah, actually, that doesn't matter because inside, as Anna Banana was talking before, they find a note that says, trap, bad people coming, don't stay. Oh, information that would have been nice yesterday, guys. They should have put that note on maybe the... uh outside of the gate to this place yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh anna banana just sent us a picture via twitter loving the show tonight guys great expectation for next season she has her big freaking amazing puppy in there show watching the television fucking ghost looking puppy uh beautiful i, lo- I love your dog Yay. hopefully one day lotus and your puppy can play so uh so ca- so then we go uh trap bad people coming then we cut over and it's uh carol knocking on pete's door carol is the carol is the one that knocks people carol is carol is the true wife of heisenberg so carol knocks she visits pete with uh with uh, a casserole in one hand and a knife in the other hand and says listen pete this could go one oh, of two knife was tucked under her belt i know oh, fair enough the knife was he tucked pulls under. it out nice and slow and he does nothing about it yeah like. it and she's like she's like this could go she doesn't say this i'm paraphrasing this could go one of two ways you need to go see tara now do you want the casserole or do you want the knife which one uh you're a surgeon you treated her you need to go you need to go see her and uh he goes get the fuck out and she says uh listen <laughs> Just laughing at him. I could kill you right now. And pulls out the gun. And who would believe little old me? They believe I did it because no one would believe that. They, they'd think you because what you did last night was trying to hurt me. Who would believe you? Come at me. Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. Make a move. As she's sliding the knife up his neck and under his chin. All casual. No. Yes. No. And she's like, no, yeah, no. Okay. Well, this played out. You have your the way this all played out, and Rick didn't actually kill you last night, which I probably would have killed you last night. Oh, you, yeah. Listen, you're here. Your wife's there. You're a small, weak nothing in this world. You're even weaker. You're just because you're here. You're even weaker. Play your cards right, and maybe you don't have to die. And of course. Take the gun, keep the cannolis. And gee, she gives him the food. Take this, hold the knife to his throat, and goes. And by the way, 
Make sure you wash that out and return this plate when you're done yeah. eating this. Motherfucker. <laughs> That's my casserole. Oh, That's yeah. my casserole, bitch. <laughs> Science cooking, bitch. And then he, he kind of <laughs> drops it on the ground all uh, all scared. And uh, yeah, she's not going to be too happy about that. And uh, he screams, this is not my house. This is not my house. And he goes around breaking stuff. Yeah, she wants it back <laughs> clean. And he dropped that thing on the ground. Well, he really yeah, does have a death wish. Yeah. <laughs> let's get let's get into the chat room a little bit here. Uh, Ghetto Toast says, hello, all. Okay. Mo oh, my God. Morgan is a badass. And Daryl, uh, whoops. And Daryl, uh, triple zombie slash the chain. And then Morgan comes and saves the day. Uh, Sc uh, Scout says, Carol. Yes. Melody Vision says, yeah, Carol. Ghetto Toast says, Carol, be like, come at me, bro. Or I add the bro. Come at me. Scout <laughs> says, I love it when come she says, and you better clean my dish. Tell him, girl. Bill says, come at me, bro. And uh, and Joe, or he got punked. Sam Crow says, Joe, would you try to stop Carol? No. <laughs> no. Fuck no. She's a fucking force of nature. No. I, I'm, as far as I, Joe's I not know, that stupid. I mentioned earlier that I had some leniency with some of the actions Glenn took, but I am still all about this guy. Will There is a difference between the two personalities of these two foils nick and uh the doctor here and as far as i'm concerned the, the doctor will never learn <laughs> scout scouts our uh, scout says pete his pants terrachin says not something i'd say often uh i love carol or she said i love carol in this scene not something i'd say often uh scout says do you think carol's a bit of a psychopath she loves killing a bit too much not that i'm complaining i think she loves threatening killing more than she loves killing i think she she doesn't mind killing but the fact that she can play this part right now and get back a little bit and strike back at this guy a little bit of the fear and shit that uh, ed put her through just yeah, makes her feel so fucking good him. she's absolutely trying to goad him she wants him to make a move to give oh, her the yeah. excuse to stab her to stab him to death right now yeah and i wouldn't have put it past her i was kind of mm -hmm. thinking oh i hope carol like just smashes her own face in the wall and then turns around and knifes him right in the fucking neck <laughs> yes right in the back of the head oh, joe right in the back oh, of the head I went to go play nice and he hit me so mm -hmm. i killed him this is the man that you guys let in and i don't know necessarily if anybody in town would believe that or, or necessary her you know but who knows they know her team wouldn't rick wouldn't <laughs> now anyone in the group wouldn't but the, the uh the rest of the these these lemmings might uh, rock biologist says Pete dropped Carol's casserole, foreshadowing his death. Bill yep. said, <laughs> "Yep, absolutely." Bill says, "One way or another, that motherfucker was dying." Bill says, "Not a psychopath because she cares for others in the group." Absolutely. Uh, MLH says, uh, "Dish of doom." Scout says, "Pete, Pete his pants." I think I said that a couple of times. Richie says, "But I like, I like the wordplay there." Carol's about to do some surgery of her own. Sam Crow, Carol versus Gemma. I think Carol fucks Gemma up. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on that. But Carol, I. Gemma's evil as fuck, but when it comes to actual physical action, I think Carol would be smart enough not to get into a fist fight with her and just have a weapon uh, and stab her. I don't Carol know. Smarter. I don't know. Let's not get too into this. Joe, let's save this for a separate video. Let's save this. That would be a good battle video. I'm going to make the one point. Gemma used the tried and true Joe tactic only without a knife. She used a grill fork to the back of the fucking head. Yeah, not to who. Don't say who to. So we go on. Just I don't want to spoil that show for anybody. So MLH says, I want to play a game. Come on, Pete. Come on, let's play Operation. Uh, <laughs> Melody O'Vision says, that's good inside Joe about Carol and threatening Pete. 
Kara Tran says, I much prefer her now. I do too. Like Carol wasn't always one of my favorite characters. Her, these last couple of, uh, this whole, this whole season was one of my favorite Carol seasons. Absolutely. Uh, John, Johnny Rico says, uh, Carol will cut Joe's locks off in his sleep. Uh, Ren, Ren says, I think she, uh, loves standing up to an abuser, having that control on how it would play a hundred percent. Scott. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the thing with her character revolution. You got to say this too. She was always she's an abused woman who we know now is coming out, and she's even had the conversation that now she finally is able to be the woman she always wanted to be, yep. and she knows she'll never take that that kind of uh, backseat to anything. She'll always speak her right. mind, and, and she'll and she'll do what she thinks she needs to do and do what's right. Right. She'll never and take it for this granted. This is one of those situations. This is her finally being able to. She's not going to keep her mouth closed. She's not going to sit back and watch something like this happen. She's going to step up and do what she thinks needs to be done, and she's going to do it. Dakota Carroll is an equal opportunity threatener. Bring me your sick, your children, your abusers. <laughs> she'll take care of them all. She doesn't care. And quick, quickly on yep, this. Your sick, your children, and your abusers. The sick people she killed, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the children she's threatened, and the abuser she's threatened. Uh, quick, <laughs> quick, quick calls out here. Melody O'Vision about, but Gemma plays dirty. Gemma fights and Scout. Gemma fights dirty. Bitch, be crazy. God, I miss uh, SOA. Dak yeah. Kid Dean, one of my favorite, one of my friends. Welcome, my welcome, buddy. Welcome to the live cast. Emma, I don't know. I, I'm gonna go with Gemma. Gemma uh, used a skateboard. Gemma used the yeah the, all- the the. She used okay. what I was there around. She bite a motherfucker's Let, ear off. Let's not like, get too no. down the SOA because we because we we tend to we tend to digress. Let's keep this up. Keep on keep on uh, pointing the walking dead hair tonight because we could we we could do an hour right now on SOA if we we just not even yes, thinking about it. Let's do it. The, the different show, different time. More SOA is coming in the works. So a Carol versus Gemma. Bam! Yeah, character. I I think that would be a good additional type video to do on our to do here in the station. Do do podcasts where we t- take two random characters from different franchises and put them up against each other and do and like each get each get a few minutes to argue our cases and go, and go after it so that's something you might see in the future here on the channel we've been talking we've kind of been talking about that so and uh make sure my dishes are clean so glenn follows nicholas through the forest after pausing to look at a dead walker we he, he hears kind of a break in the branch and turns around and nick shoots him in the shoulder and he rolls down a slope nicholas you fucking dick glenn better not be hurt so Rick checks up on Jesse, who is kind of cold to him here. Uh, Pete, okay, who the fuck decided to put to put to put Pete's uh, prison house so he could see Jesse's house? Shouldn't they put him in another, like the other side of the 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 whole compound here, just so Absolutely. not to the house next door, so we could just like look at what was going on? Well, I mean, how big is this place? How far away can we get them? How many houses are there? We don't have to have them next door. Someone has to relocate so the, like, This is why we don't keep prisoners. This is why we don't keep prisoners. This is why we don't exile. This is why we just have already killed this motherfucker. You can't keep him away from not continuing to cause harm. No. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Sons of Anarchy is uh, to answer your question, Teratrin. It's good, but you need to show. It's not a. It's not the same level of. Uh, it's more for, for like watching a fun ride. It's a lot of like watching an action movie at times, and it's 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 good, but it's. I wouldn't compare it to. to, to I, I almost dropped it a couple of times. Yeah. There was there was, oh, it was tough. some serious problems. I muscled through them ultimately because I really liked a lot of the actors yeah. and the writing and and different things. But there's some definite tough times it's yeah. like the start of this show had some 
had some rough patches from a lot of people. Melody of Vision. Never really experienced. Melody of Vision, we might actually do that one day. So uh, so keep keep an eye out for that. Especially well, but anyways, I, I sorry, stop it. Uh, stop it, Phil. Stop talking about Sons of Anarchy. So Rick uh, <laughs> Rick checks up on Jesse. Pete sees them both from his house. She tells him to go and he he says uh, he asks about her. He, she, she says uh, she says when you pushed your son uh, she, she pushed your son she says people should uh, should not see us talking Rick says I'm sorry no matter what happens or I have to do and then he goes to leave and she tells him oh don't don't turn around now I want to talk to you when it pretends like I'm not she talking can't to you this to his face this really pissed me she off this pissed she me is, off she is pointing she's horrible I guess she's I was horrible. just mostly not necessarily expecting or anything like that I was hoping she was going to die this week. I'm, I am, it, it took me no time to absolutely dislike and hate this character. It really settled, started last week with the, uh, with the, would you do this for anyone or just me? And, and with tonight and the way she behaved, just with what little she offered at that fucking bonfire, I really despise this woman. She's all about getting a knife to the back of the head as soon as possible. <laughs> there, yeah, there's so much more that she should have said and said like out loud and and, and proud. Fucking oh, she she irked me. Jesse irked me. Yeah, she bothered me tonight as well a lot. So he so he she says uh, when he's not looking, she tells him he was right. Peach watches from a distance from across the street, and like I said, who the fuck put him there? So, uh, so we see the walkers still going at the car as uh, to block off. Dar- and Daryl starts laughing, and Aaron's like, "Why are you laughing?" He said, "I came out here because I felt all closed in, and I felt not connected, and uh, and I wanted to be back out here. And now I feel more like me than back in those houses. And it's pretty messed up that I kind of like this. It's not. He doesn't directly say it, but it's kind of messed up that I'm having fun here. This is what I like." Uh, Tara Chan, I will respond to that question later, and so will Joe. Uh, about uh, you can read Tara Chan's question about other shows, other shows that may want to check out to keep keep them busy uh, now that The Walking Dead is over. Between now and the spinoff series, and after Game of Thrones season, so. Yeah, uh, I- so Game of Thrones is coming up. Game of Thrones, yeah, a couple of weeks here. So I came out here and felt all uh, close to uh, to uh, not feeling, and he he says back the houses. I felt disconnected and it's pretty funny that i'm here and i like this and aaron said you were right uh trying daryl i had to try to i you had to try and he said no 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 and then he started getting into the whole thing about how you were right we should have gone after the poncho guy when i first saw you guys on the road i saw how much you cared about your friends and you went back you you never give up. You're someone that cares. And he just basically is complimenting him again, saying similar things to what Beth said to him at times. Maybe yeah. not knowing him quite as well, so wasn't covering it exactly, but still telling him how important he is to everybody and yeah. and how he has a good judge of character and he's just basically a good person. Yeah. Who knows that that's the kind of stuff Daryl needs constant, uh, constant uh, reinforcement. Yeah, yeah, because he, he grew up with Merle. Yeah. <laughs> he grew, yeah, he grew up with exactly. some, someone like Merle. Shut up, Daryl. Anytime probably Daryl tried to show any individuality or make a decision on his own, it's like, what come on, faggot. Yeah, yeah. what do you stop? You're fucking stop. You're an idiot. You're a fucking idiot. You yeah, want to read? Like the, all the horrible like epithets that would come out of his. You want to read? You stupid bleepity blop. You bleep bleep bleepity blah blah blah. You want to save money, stupid motherfucker? So uh, Daryl says. I will, I'll go, and he starts to formulate a plan that he'll go out and draw a crowd while Aaron can escape. 
Daryl says, uh, and Aaron's like, no, this is all my fault. He goes, no, no one's wrong here. We're, and Aaron's like, no, listen. Listen, bro. We're bros, and bros fight together. We're not. We're, I was listening to the podcast last week, and I heard all that shit Joe was saying, and we're, we're family now, Daryl. So I'm fighting by your side, motherfucker. You're not going through this alone. Oh, it, so good. No, and, and, so and right. Here's, here's a take. I don't necessarily think Daryl was sacrificing himself. No. I think Daryl thinks like if it, either one of us needs to make the break or needs to hold hold off a group of zombies, that should be me. And I think I can still get out of it. I don't. But also knowing that there is the great possibility that he won't make it through that. There's the element of you know sacrifice for this guy. You know. But no, he ain't having it. You know we've. You, you ate pasta with me and my my man. You're part of the family. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And you're my family now. Yep. <laughs> Will Rick it, Rick have sex in uh, with Jesse oh. and Carl have sex with Enid in the same episode? Ah, gosh. Oh, oh gosh. Someone else says it's all Laurie's fault. Why are we talking about Laurie? Because it's fun to hate her. Ha <laughs> ha. With the song in the jungle in the jungle tonight. The lion sleeps tonight. Uh, Carl says bromance between Aaron and Daryl. Fucking beautiful, uh, beautiful relationship between the two of them. Uh, yeah, Tara Chan adds. Tara Chan adds she's fun to hate, similar to uh, to Joffrey and Skylar White. I agree. Lori was fun. Maybe not quite the oh, evil. But oh yeah. Maybe I'd say closer to Skylar White, not Joffrey. But but I agree with your point. The, the ultimate theme of your point. Uh, Rico says Daryl killing those three zombies with a single swing of the chain. Does Daryl have super strength? Or does it come with? Does he come from Krypton? Yes. I'm pretty sure he cannot be uh, pierced. His skin can't be pierced. He's badass. He has super whip powers. He trained in a uh, in a circus at a young age when him and Merle were working at the... Uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. But he, he, just, he fucking kicked ass. It was awesome. But I agree. It was like, okay, he's, he's a master of a chain whip. It was a chain. It was Rick's. Ma- it wasn't a chain. It was Rick's massive penis that he was using. <laughs> Bill. Oh, Bill is Bill is hitting home runs tonight. Oh, Bill, you're the man. Fucking great. <laughs> Shit, dude. Bill, you're cracking. Fucking. I, I don't know if I can continue after that. So, da- so Daryl says, "I'll go," and they say no, and they say three, two, one. And Daryl, when when he finally agrees and realizes that Aaron's serious and Aaron's not going fucking anywhere, the look on Daryl's face. He lights a cigarette. Just you, it's like the Grinch thing. I, I want to say I, it doesn't work. What I want to say, I want to say testicles grew nine inches that day. His respect for uh, for Aaron, just as much as he respected and loved Aaron before, his his admiration, like he could just see Aaron's testicles right there. He was like, "Oh my god, this guy's got balls like me," and oh, yeah. and and he was just mm-hmm. loving it. And and three, two, one, they're about to go out like a couple of fucking badasses, smiles on their face. If they're going to go out, they're going to go out together. Bromance, Thalma and Louise <laughs> jumping into the Grand Canyon together once and for all. Here we go. But before they head out, bump, 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 it's fucking Donatello with the fucking the bow staff kicking some ass like a motherfucking boss beating the shit out of some folks. And uh, he he escorts them out and gets them behind the fence and just oh, awesome awesome. Wicked awesome totally totally Morgan great face. uh and then we get as johnny rico says the daryl and morgan tag team was fucking awesome we need more of that yeah they need to turn into the strike team and just watch the two of them just <laughs> hack an army of walkers down it, it was i would watch it tacky yep. 
I love the bromance. I need some naked chest action asses. Scott Dakota. Uh, Rock Biologist says Morgan X Machina. Yes, it was. Totally was. <laughs> Terry Chin says, I kind of want Eric to die so there could be some Aaron and Daryl action. Oh, the girls are getting oh, hot out there. Oh. They're they're wishing for it. They're wishing for some of that love romance to happen. The guy love between two guys. Does it have to always devolve to that? Does it always have to devolve to sex as we watch, as we goggle at the uh, all those? Uh, oh, no, is that when I saw when I saw Morgan? It's been a long ass time. I'm not sure it's ever ever really happened to me, but I jumped up out of my. Chair. It was really yeah, great. It was very happy. Katie can attest. I'm not that kind of person, but I was so fucking like, oh no, he mm. didn't. Like just straight up out of my chair, especially. I teared up when he handed him the map in a oh, few seconds. Yeah. I was beside myself. I just want them to. I guess I just want them to adopt. I want Eric and uh, Eric and Aaron to adopt uh, Daryl and him just to move into the house and become part of the family. Fuck yeah. Uh, and absolutely, Joe. When I when I saw when he pulled out the map, it was like, oh shit, yeah, oh my yeah. god, it was, it was a it was an oh yeah moment. It was a total oh oh fucking yeah. I, uh, Steph was kind of passing out uh, just because she was she had a long day, and I I would just like slam my hand on the couch. I was like, "Holy shit!" It would have been nice if, especially when we see with the wolves later, would have been nice if Dara was like, "Hey man, I got pictures of them in my bag in that car over there." <laughs> Scout says, "Yes, it always does have to evolve in this sex." Yeah, you're right. I can't argue with that logic. <laughs> I can't. I can definitely not argue with that. So Aaron says that was really nice. Thank you. And he introduces himself, and Morgan introduces himself. It's really awesome to see how far Morgan's come since the last episode we interacted with him. Yeah. That he's just so so again so zen, as people were saying it. Morgan says, "All life is precious." Or Daryl asks why, and Morgan says, "All life is precious." Aaron says, uh, "They." Uh, they got caught into in a trap, and these and bad people are probably coming. The people that set the trap. And he tells quickly about the uh, about the safe zone, and asks Morgan if he wants to go. And he says that thank you, but I'm going somewhere else, and I'm kind of lost. And then he pulls no, no, out the <laughs> pulls out the fucking map. He, he goes, he goes, found Morgan. Oh, you have been found, motherfucker! And Daryl shows him where they are in the map, and he sees the note: "The sorry, I was an asshole, but come to uh, come to Washington. Rick, world needs Rick Grimes." And Daryl looks at Morgan to kind of give him the the Joe Dirty locks up and down, like, "Are you on the level? I don't trust you initially because this seems like kind of a setup. Maybe you're the one that set the trap to to set the yep. situation." I mean, you could see all that on Daryl's face immediately and you know that all got worked out in the thing that we didn't see it happened off camera stuff that we didn't see well, no, you know that at least when he when he reads that he can pretty much think to himself there's no way this guy has this map that was left way the fuck back there and had time to you know put this elaborate trap together no yeah dude the the the, uh, the chat room if you yeah. take a take a couple of ganders and what's going on in the chat you guys are fucking hilarious keep it up you guys make this oh, so much more fun sake, <laughs> <laughs> look what i started so aaron says this it's is true bill it's true oh if gosh H- if only it was an hbo series <laughs> so, so daryl shows him uh where there are the map and it's just a really great moment so then we go to father dick's ass and fucking piece of shit well, I, longer i want to i want to point yep. out that the last words we this is uh we don't see morgan again for a little bit here in this episode and um when daryl asks him why why would you risk your ass and come in there and do that for us why and he says because well daryl because all life is precious. yeah all life is precious and 
it's funny just to see where he ends up at the end of the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it Morgan? Is it? <laughs> is it real? Oh, 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 oh. And that's that's kind of why I was also asking. I kind of like spaced out for a second when we saw him in his first scene, whether or not he killed the two guys that tried to attack him and take mm. take his stuff and kill him. <laughs> I love Dak and Dean, the Joe. Dirty locks equals knife to the back of the skull. Absolutely. So fa- <laughs> speaking of nu- speaking of father uh, knife to the back of the head here, uh, Father Dick, he finds a walker and he whistles for it. He get, goes all a little Sasha on. He's like, come on and get me. Come on and get me. And he's walking towards I'm ready. I'm ready now. I'm ready. Oh. I'm ready. But uh, we go to commercial. Yeah. What are you ready for? What are you ready? You're not ready for shit. I was hoping he was just going to let himself get eaten. And I really would have been very happy with that. That It's not that easy, Joe. He notices a noose around the walker's head after our commercial break. And I guess he changed his mind in the commercial. He saw saw a commercial for something he liked. He really wants a new Honda. So he decided (laughs) that... uh, yeah, he's, he he really wants to. He saw the com- he saw the preview for the uh, the spinoff series, the two seconds of uh, it's happening in L.A. right now. Oh, maybe I can make a guest appearance. Yeah, on that yeah show. he thought so. So he decides that he doesn't want to die, and he uses the noose, the conveniently located noose. He probably saw the noose as a sign from God to say I can't die because God has a mission for me or whatever. And he he grabs the noose and he rips the walker's head off. A almost moment of enjoying him killing until he starts crying in the middle of the road and he takes a rock and. And he bashes it in the head and he walks over to the victim and he uh, puts that person out of misery too, which is actually a cool move that he did. He did that. Good job. Good. good. I'll give you, I'll give you no fucking die, bitch. And he's sorry. And then he falls to the ground and he cries some more. I connected with him in this scene. A little bit. It it was a a moment of acceptance and immersion in the pain of of what. Do you know why I did, Katie? I I did to a certain extent as well, mainly because I like the actor and I like him in some of his other work. And he he delivers that poor, wounded animal, but crazy at the same time thing so fucking well in this and Oz and in The Wire. His character in The Wire is completely fucked up. It's just just hard to not have some of that carry through. Yeah. Yeah, I, it seemed like it could have been a turning point for him. Uh, you're, you're, I, I, like, I, I, I didn't think I, it, I was, it was, but it, it could have been. It was an open door to a turning point for him to make good decisions. You, what was that turning point? And as we saw later, the turning point into becoming more of a prick-faced asshole than he was before. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I that's thought what of... I say about Nicholas. There's no turning point for Nicholas. He's done. He's had his points where he could have turned, and he's not. Yes. Then gave him the chance. Katie might be swaying. That that might have been enough to sway me, Katie. Yeah, I'm changing yeah. my mind oh, earlier. Oh, what shit. I said earlier. Knife to the back of the head. But, but here's the thing too. Like with this, <laughs> I thought he was gonna. Sorry, one thing. quick thing. I thought he was gonna try to baptize the zombie Terra Chances. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, well, and here's the thing. He's finally ready. He says, "He's I'm ready. I'm ready." Up yep. and and now he is ready. He's now ready to start killing walkers and doing what he has to do. Hopefully, that's what you start thinking. Mm. Yep, and it might it might have been uh, Scout says yeah, Tara. I thought it was a baptism too. <laughs> and he said yeah, yes, he did that in the comics. If I'm not misremembering, I think I think you're I think you're right. Uh, Scout Dakota says preach, Katie, preach. Dak Kid Dean says Katie says she's connected to Gabriel emotionally. I connect to him in the way that I want to drive down that road and run over his fucking head with my car. <laughs> 
that's emotionally. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's somewhat connected to it. You didn't say what kind of emotion. I, I, I have all sorts. Yeah, all sorts. Yeah, there's a few emotions going on here. <laughs> so Abraham, speaking of... I can of, attest to her all sorts of emotions. I'd ride in that car with you. Speak, I, I would. <laughs> speaking of emotions, I lo- I actually really fucking love... I, I keep saying this tonight because it was an episode full of scenes that I enjoyed and carrying this plot plot through moments. And, and this was really great to see. The, bir- the birth, again, to go down what uh, Bill was saying at the beginning uh, to c- continue on our on our theme of forgiveness Abraham visits the bedbound unconscious Tara with flowers and uh, Rosita and Eugene are there too Eugene's passed out Rosita, oh, he, Eugene goes in to, or he goes in and he goes to leave because Eugene's there and uh, Ros- and Rosita's like no no he's asleep don't worry sit down it's gonna be okay so he sits down he's very quiet they're doing so much comedy with, with Abraham and I love yeah. it they have him do this whole like quiet I'm trying to sit down shh, shh be very quiet <laughs> and then and you just hear this bang knock over as Rosita just knocks some yeah, shit over and right off the right off the counter yeah awesome oh, sorry and then Eugene wakes up and turns and goes it looks at him and, and uh the look on his face is just absolutely perfect amazing. he's just staring like Abraham freaks out at the at the pan falling like looks back over his shoulder at Rosita and is giving her like the what did you do that for look and he knows immediately that Rosita was setting him up and when by the time he turns around to look at Abraham who was asleep when last Eugene. we saw Eugene who was asleep the last we saw He's just wide-eyed, staring right at Abraham. Yeah, I agree with you, Terry Chan, again. Not enough Eugene. Eugene was amazing. Like, I just love how he delivers yeah. lines. He has such a poetic. Amazing... He's got a very poetic verse to him. A southern, like, uh, nerdy poetry to him. So, He's uh, a smart she, guy. He's a smart guy. She, she saved my life, talking about Tara. Also cracked open my gourd over what happened. You got us here. I lied. You were uh, you were a man, a man that uh, valued her. Her, being a hero I think yep. I think you needed what my lie I'm sorry I lied to you and I thank you and I'm sorry emphatically and in an equal measure I'm really sorry As Rosita, I, loved, I loved the way he delivered both the uh, gratitude and the apology yeah. to I'm, Abraham it felt sincere it was well worded and you know I'll probably end up using that line on someone someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Half me too. And uh, I apologize a lot. Half my life is me apologizing for me being an <laughs> asshole or something. Yeah, so, yeah. so uh, Rosita looks on, very happy that the, they're making up, and Abraham nods in forgiveness, and he also says, "I'm sorry." And Eugene goes, "Totally unnecessary." Uh, and and uh, Eugene goes, uh, "Well, I mean, Abraham goes, well, I almost killed you." And Eugene's like, "Yeah, well, there's that." <laughs> Just a just a great movie. Yeah, you did, and oh well, pretty much. Yeah, he had good reason for that rage. Yeah, he didn't kill him, and here we are. I'm so glad that what a couple people in the chat room are saying too. Uh, Eugene's face was priceless. I love Eugene's talking; he's hysterical. The bromance is real. I love that they made up. Uh, it to- totally, ab- absolutely, and a little bit more Gabriel hate uh, just before uh, the, the comments go. <laughs> that kid, Dean. Uh, I guess I feel like Gabriel's like a happy, cuddly little guy, but he's uh, strayed from his righteous path, which in turn makes him feel quite disappointed in him and confused with myself and perception on people. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. That, that's yeah. that. that that's, a, that's, that's a great a, that's point. A good point. Good point. Dean. Good point. So uh, I. I uh... I do like that. That's a, a great way to look at it. So yeah, he's in no way, shape, or form what he should be with right. the identity that he presents to people. Right. 
uh, it's also uh, interesting to point out that uh, he, um, Eugene in that scene says to Abraham, you know, I came up with a well-crafted lie. I saw what you kind of needed in that moment. And, and, uh, and I was able to give that to you. And that's the truth. And we, and we kind of saw that. And, and, and I think most of the comments from people were, you know, in that, in that lie, he saved Abraham's life. Yeah. We found out about that later and what Abraham was going through. He needed Eugene in that moment to be the person he was. Absolutely. Right. To, to, yeah. to spin that lie. Right. And, and he may have, he may or may not have carried that lie too long out of fear or out of whatever, <laughs> but for whatever the reason, you girls are so funny tonight in the chat room. You guys are cracking me up, the girls and guys, but, uh, <laughs> a sexy stun. Yeah, yeah, you guys are cracking me up. You, you girls. <laughs> yeah, Terror and Scout are cracking me up tonight. So, uh, so Abraham and Eugene, they both apologize to each other. They get some bromance. Then we get more Gabriel returning to, with Spencer, and he, uh, they talk. They ask Spencer, kind of, who seems definitely like a better dude than Aiden, and but he's still hurt that his uh, brother's dead and needs yeah. to he needs yeah. to talk to someone. He doesn't know anyone he can talk to. He can't talk to his mom. And, okay, oh, okay. So in this sad. in this scene, I, I want to ask: Did you notice Gabriel's hands touch the gate anywhere aside from to close it, like when he first got there, when he was coming walked in, through. or walked through, or anything? Did you see anything? No, not that I noticed. I just saw him like standing in the open gate and then lackadaisically try to shut it after this. But right. I thought it was also interesting to point out that nobody's come to Gabriel for any kind of guidance or anything like that until after he finally had that little meltdown in the street and mm. killed a zombie. Yeah. And uh, it sat awkwardly in my gut that uh, it just seemed kind of a little cheesy like he had his moment there with god almost and now god's throwing him a little fucking bone yeah well yeah. I, I thought that my big takeaway of this scene was was do they is that all they have one of those gates that you see in a park where it's just like the little hook that just hooks out it's not even a yeah, lock yeah, or something i'm pretty sure anybody could walk up and unhook that yeah yeah don't they aren't they worried about anybody what the, who the fuck these people are children they're hanging out in their yep. fort they're, they're they're the little fucking rascals on a fucking fort that think that they fucking put aside no fucking adults allowed that the fucking cops won't come if they're cooking fucking meth in there what the fuck is going on with these fucking people i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm having a fucking joe rant here what the fuck I'm, I'm so i'm so oh. fucking with you there oh. holy shit sorry testify, so brother, testify so uh gabriel barely makes an effort to close the fucking gate when this guy's like please close the gate and uh and he just doesn't he's useless he's fucking useless so as we get nick going after glenn to apparently finish the job and uh we find he sees a walker and he uh goes to attack it and instead of knifing it like a smart little guy he decides to shoot it instead and make lots of noise and right as he goes to shoot it glenn comes out at him and Nicholas and Glenn go into a huge fucking knockdown drag out fight. And Nick and, and remember Glenn's got a bullet wound at this point. Right, that's Which, the only reason yeah, why Nick yeah. Advantage of. Right, he starts poking his fingers in and all that sort of shit. Sorry, yeah, I felt like that was a lot of fucks. I felt like I was in the scene for in uh <laughs> Steve Martin in uh the uh Planes Trains and Automobiles, you're fucked. I want to <laughs> there was almost as many fucks as Abraham brought shits in our scene coming up. <laughs> yeah, the, almost. Almost. So uh so as so we see Nick going to finish the job, they fight and all this sort of shit. And Glenn and eventually out of the fight, because Glenn is basically 
has a gunshot wound to the shoulder and and mm-hmm. and as Katie said he's Nicholas takes full advantage of it by digging his fingers in and out of it and uh, basically throws him down the ground and Glenn as we cut away from him is stuck basically under a pile of walkers that are coming at him and he looks like it's sure yeah. sure doom for Glenn because because fuck boy sees the walker come in and basically jumps out of the way for the walker just to fall on Glenn. Yep. ML, um, MLH, good question, Joe. Or good question I want to I want to kind of touch on curious your opinion, Joe. What was Dickless going to do if Glenn didn't follow him out? Is he meeting people uh instead of uh instead of uh what's her name uh, Enid or maybe both of them? I tend yeah, to think that true. this is my idea not because I think Nicholas is smart, but I think he probably was trying to lure Glenn out there to shoot him probably knew that Glenn was watching him and it was it was probably all of his, his plan the whole time to lure him out there and shoot him. I don't know. I could I could be wrong because he got the gun at the end of the last episode. So it seemed like he got it for a reason, not just for protection, to maybe just to shoot Glenn. I- it's certainly the spot in which he picked to hop over the wall and the time in which he did it. He waited till after Maggie. Okay, he saw Glenn and Maggie talking. Uh, he saw Glenn <laughs> and we saw him pet his little gun when Glenn was just sitting there on the porch and then Maggie walks up and then after Maggie and him finished talking and she's like, I got to go talk to more people. I got to help, help Rick any way I can for this meeting coming up later. And she walks off. (laughs) Excuse me. That's when he sees Glenn sees Nick trying to jump over the wall in plain view of where Glenn is sitting on the porch. So it wasn't like he was exactly being stealthy. So that's a good call. I was thinking maybe he was going to stash the gun out there somewhere again. But then why wouldn't you just stash it somewhere in town? Yeah, yeah I think it was a clumsy attempt to, to get Glenn to, to get Glenn to follow. It was clumsy, which makes sense for Nicholas. And Glenn a... and Glenn being a little too emotional because of everything with Noah and losing someone oh, yeah. for the first time totally bit on the on the bait no, there. And- if Glenn was smart, all he has to really do in that situation is yell, "Hey, Nick, why are you jumping yeah. over the wall?" I told where you. you going, Nick? Yeah, just keep bringing attention to, to the how stupid, stupid this shit guy Nick is. Does. I told you, you lost outside privileges, motherfucker. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Why, does, yeah. why doesn't he just start screaming that? Like, like, I, I, Glenn, come back. Glenn, start yelling, "Nick, come back! Why are you jumping over?" Like that just that would completely embarrass. Like he would have no. Uh, 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 I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like it just there was a better way to handle it than to scurry out with over the wall after him in that so after that scene michonne come we get michonne coming to rick's place and ask him if he's ready for the meeting he explains to michonne how uh carol daryl and him took the guns and attempts to kind of give his this whole scene he's trying to give the gun to michonne he tells like was yeah it was it's, good to get inside michonne we needed this scene we, he tells her about Carol's gun and how they lied to her because they're not sure how she would take it. And Michonne's whole reaction to the scene is almost hurt that yeah. Rick, that they wouldn't include her on the plan. I think that's, I think that's not because I wanted to be in part of the plan, but that he would ever think for a second that she wouldn't be uh, ride or die for Rick, yeah. essentially. Right. Yeah, it was trust and... Yeah. yeah, she says it to him. She says, yeah. "You know, I wasn't, I didn't do that to save any of them. I did that to save you." Mm. Yeah, I did that to save you in that moment. So he tells her about Carol's gun. They lied and not sure you take it. She says, "I would try to stop you." He says, "You did, or you you did it because you thought he would try to stop me." And he said, "Well, you did hit me over the head." And she says, "That was for you, not for them." She explains <laughs> that she's not against Rick and will follow him. However, it, it all pans out. 
Rick says, I would afraid you would uh, talk me out of it. You probably yeah. could have. She says, uh, we don't need them here. She says basically the same thing he said a bunch of episodes before. We don't need them here. I don't need, we need to be here. Yes. Yes, but we need to be here. And uh, something's going to happen. Just don't make it happen. And again, that dates back to the last episode where she's where she was probably more thinking this is wrong place, wrong time. This uh, isn't the time yeah. to do it, Rick. Very, yeah, she's down for it. Just do it the right way. Right. And he tries to give her that gun, I think, at, right. at least at, right the times end. during this conversation. Yeah. And she's like, no, you, no, I'm not. No, you should absolutely have that fucking gun. <laughs> you need it right now. Yeah, you need it. <laughs> so Rick, uh, then we go over to Rick Sharp as she walks out. Rick sharpening his knife while in his rooms. Recounts. Oh, we were right. We were talking about this, I believe. Will we get have some sort of flashback of a dead character before the end of the season? Will we see Bob again? And we didn't see Bob, but we heard Bob. We heard him. We yeah. heard the Bob. So we all we heard the whole uh, the the conversation that he was having with Bob about, which I like that they connected this because it's it makes yeah. sense now and it makes sense why they placed it there and it, it's all. Oh, yeah. it's this all isn't a nightmare. Yeah. This is you know this, this is just the world the way the world is. Right. This is just a nightmare. It was a good way of depicting depicting a memory and 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 of saying yes, this isn't the uh, this is a nightmare. We'll wake up from it. Don't forget how to fit into society was ultimately the theme of yeah. what and of it's what a Bob. Good, a good foreshadow of the decisions that. Rick makes from there on out. Absolutely, he says in the meeting. Absolutely, even Glenn, yeah. even Glenn. and exactly. and it's those two situations for the most part, or Michonne too, for showing that she has the trust in his decision making, yeah. and what Carl says to him as well about these people need you and they need you to baby them a little bit. You need to, yeah. you you know, you know, I know you, you went Rick Grimes times eleven. You need to take it down to to like seven or eight. You need to like. Yeah, no. Rick, Rick, Rick Rimes' dial goes to 11, yeah, where goes everybody to 11. else goes to 10. 10. Right. His, <laughs> he, he had it specially made. Yeah, he did. Yeah, this one goes to 11. That is pretty intense already. Whoa. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. Whoa. So, so yeah, so Rick... Uh, Rick said Rick has this uh, little thought in his mind, but he thinks he hears something outside and he runs. Rick finds the gate open and some blood on the lock. As... Oh, I think he sees he sees the gate open from his window. Oh, I he think. can see it from his window. OK. Yeah, I think he, he looks out the window and he's like, huh? Yeah. And then the next week he like runs out of the house and we see him go straight up to the gate. And when he grabs the gate, he goes to shut it. And there's something in the lock and he pulls this bloodied piece of something out. And then he sees a trail of blood <laughs> leading in. So someone stuffed something into that lock, and we have no idea who. And that's why it didn't shut when when uh, when Father Gabriel swung it to sh yeah. when he slid it shut. But then I want to say, when you see Rick shut it afterwards, he doesn't just slide it to shut. No. He slides it shut, then he moves a bar and latches yeah. the bar or something, none of which Gabriel did. Or you, uh, I'm sorry. What are you doing? I'm sorry. You got to put a little bit of uh, blame on Spencer too for, for leaving his responsibility with someone else yes. that he doesn't yes. know too much. Yes. yes. Absolutely. The, the priest that was just a prick to Absolutely. Him. <laughs> you have guard duty. You have guard duty. It's no, oh, Katie, you're, you're I'll take you one further. Please. For the priest that's not only rude to you, that was a dumbass that said, I don't need a weapon. I'm going to, uh, God's my weapon. Or, God, right. You don't trust ah. that guy. God's going to keep the clothes. The clo God's going to latch the fence. I don't have God to do it. No, and this is, and that's, and that's the moment like, so when he's, curled up and he falls down to fetal position i'm like okay good finally some growth from this guy finally he's learned something we're gonna get some more out of him and then there's that scene and i'm just like oh 
knife to the back of this guy's head. No more from him. I've had it. There's no redemption for this guy. Get him the fuck out of here. Period. Kill this. Kill this bastard. Get- you see him? He's got his fucking his his the living room in his house set up as a fucking. Oh. Oh. Ghetto Toad says uh, back to Glenn for a second. It would have been funny as fuck if Glenn didn't follow him and just let him skip around the woods on his own. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would have liked to have seen that. You know, what was he? It's not like he's Carl chasing a piece of ass over the fence. Maybe he can, you know, cuddle up in a tree well. Well, there's another point, too. What's up with the lack of stealth in this group? Oh, nobody's got any fucking stealth movement whatsoever. No, definitely not. know how to, how to sneak up on this guy instead of like. You know, he might as well have a, a, a bag of pots and pans on his The back only way. ones that have stealth are the slurpy, loud, obnoxious zombies. They, they have stealth yeah. sometimes. They they're, they're, go they're, apparently, those are the only stealthy people in this fucking place. Are those, uh, those zombies and the wolf people who walked right up on Morgan, which I got to say, he knew they were coming up on him. Yeah, yeah he, he knew it was He was too right calm about that. Bill says, I don't know in reality if you don't get along with someone and you go out and kill them and they best you, you, uh, you have to... You have to dead to rights, and they have they'll hand your life back to them. That could change. Them. I'm talking about Nicholas. I ter- or MLH says. Uh, so I want to say I want to say to that comment before you read the next one. Yeah, and that's what I kind of think uh, they're going for. Even though I'm pretty sure that after this whole conversation and recapping the episode, I'm on the side of you guys. And yes, no, no, no. Glenn's getting soft. This guy tried to fucking kill Glenn, yeah. and I would have been okay with him, like I said before. Hmm. But now I'm like, I'm leaning on the side of this guy's got to go. There's probably I'm with you, Katie. There isn't going to be much redemption. He did, in my mind, I feel after thinking about how he went over the fence and in plain sight, he did go out there with the sole intention to kill him. Yeah, out there, kill yeah. him outside the wall. He's all pathetic pride and malice. Uh, Absolutely, yes. Katie. And I think it's going to be for Glenn to put his trust in the fact that this guy is going to be able to grow is I, I don't know i don't know if you, if if that's something you can put your trust in I, I, knife to the back of this guy's fucking <laughs> so scout like, says uh yes we, yes we heard legless bob who's who's smarter than bob with two legs uh, rico says so a bob with no legs would be a genius then <laughs> and then scout says yes a road scholar <laughs> Oh, gosh, you guys are great. Scout Dakota says, finally, Joe, finally. Oh, my gosh. And uh, finally on the side. And MLH says, town full of people and no one pays attention to the walls when people are climbing over. Oh, yeah, only Carl and Glenn can see people, these random people climbing walls. So uh, Rick finds the gate open. He's now uh, in, he's now inside walking around the gate looking for the walker, what was bleeding. He's looking around towards something. As Gabriel returns to his church, he finds Sasha waiting for him as the intensity on this episode started to pick up big time at this point. And it's jumping back from scene to scene really quickly. I loved how I loved how the 90 the 90 minute episode of Harvard Long was actually the episode built. It didn't feel too long. Yeah. It felt like a really great move, like a movie episode. It, it just had a good build up. Uh, I almost felt like it was too short. It went me too. I almost wanted it to be two hours. I agree. I, I felt like it could have been longer as well. So Gabriel returns to his church to find Sasha waiting for him. Time for your judge. I thought it was time for his judgment. But she says yeah. she came there to uh, talk about what's what she's going through. Uh, and uh, and she asked for some help. Can you help me? And he just cuts her off. No. Nope. And then we go over to the meeting. It's starting with uh, Rick and Glenn. Deanna's like, yeah, it, we got to start. And Maggie's like, oh, but Glenn and Rick aren't here. But no, we need to start now. It's already, uh, it's already yeah. dark. 
It's already dark, and we're having this meeting outside instead of in somebody's house for some reason. So uh, whatever. Yeah, because because I will decide. Because I will decide. We're gonna have a we're gonna I'm have a we're gonna we're gonna roast marshmallows here, and I everyone's gonna eat a s'more, and I don't care if you're lactose intolerant, you're gonna eat a fucking s'more because I decided. So uh, we're gonna talk about one of our constables and uh, and how Rick Grimes took a pistol and pointed it at people and what he said. Uh, yeah, nobody says one of the constables you appointed, Deanna. <laughs> because we know that when we disagree with Deanna, we get exiled out there. So Michonne, Maggie says we should wait, and Michonne says Maggie said he'll be here. Let's wait, and she totally defends Maggie here. And Carol says, always playing the game. I'm sure he'll be here, and we can all work this out. Yeah, Carol. Yeah, Carol. And uh, oh, Rick will be there. Rick makes a. Rick doesn't oh, merely yeah. just arrive. He makes a fucking entrance. Absolutely. So <laughs> Nick. Fashionably late. <laughs> so Nick. So then we go over to Nicholas navigating. Yeah, fashionably late, but he, he brought some pie with him. He brought some zombie pie. So Nicholas is navigating the forest in the dark while we cut to Rick searching the community. Gabriel is like Sasha says she wants to die and uh, he says why would you not want to die what you did can't ever be undone those, those deaths the people how you sacrificed those lives uh you know you're a horrible person basically and she goes i know what you're doing and and says you know how bob was dismembered and mutilated and consumed it was because of you and because of all your sins I know yeah, what you're talking, doing. He was talking to himself, but like yes, transferring on yeah, to transfer. Her. Well, I think he was also, <laughs> also, I think, uh, yes. But I think there was also part of him was talking about what she did as well. After right. The, well, mu yeah. the, the mutilation. Sure right. The mutilation. made her the target of it because it applies. Your brother was a good man and not, and, and he deserved to live and you didn't, and you deserve to die. You don't. No, I thought he said your brother, your brother was even wrong no she's she said yeah even he he tried to he thought because he didn't participate in that he was beyond it but he wasn't he was just as guilty as you all are whatever he exactly he said causes sasha to scream at him and pin him up against the wall as she says stop it stop amazing scream and amazing she's like she says i know what you're doing you're like because she she says you know i i Sometimes I wish I was dead or I, or something like maybe you can kill me or something like like something half pathetic like that. I wish I was dead, I think, just like her brother, like which reminded me of she was just like her brother. And then uh, when he starts digging into her, she's like, I know what you're doing. And she sees it immediately. You're, you're trying to get me to kill you because of the fucking your sin. Yeah, because you feel the same way I feel. Absolutely. Uh, Big Kev says Rick should have just given Michonne his other gun. You know she wanted it, and uh, and Brendan and our good friend Brendan Davis says spoiler: we all got trolled by Daryl, and this absolutely, absolutely. And uh, so uh, so basically, she says stop it, stop it, stop it, and and, uh, and she gets him down and pins him down with the gun. So uh, Rick's uh, going after. We hear a dog barking in the background, and we see a walker attacking him and uh De then we go over to deanna abraham maggie and michonne and carol saying their piece to the town about rick about how uh rick basically michonne's going on about how rick wants his family or uh, is this maggie or uh, whatever they someone says uh rick wants his family to live you don't know what he's seen out there uh you, you want to be part of rick's family and if you are you're lucky so on to Rick, cut over to Rick beating the shit out of three walkers or fighting three walkers <laughs> well, off. He tracks, them, he tracks them through town. He ran, he ran through town tracking them, and he's behind someone's house, and there's a few walkers back there. It wasn't just one. Three. No, it was three. It was three. Yeah, so he, he takes out the first two, 
pretty easily and he opts not to use the gun. He tries to do it with just his knife, but one of them gets the better of him and falls on top of him, somehow kind of disarms him a little bit. And I love the way he kills this one. Welcome. Oh, welcome, Tim. Welcome. And yes, Joe did say knife to the back of the head plenty of times today. And I'm sure we'll get a we'll get one or two more here before the end. So off to Rick fighting the walkers of the two or three. And meanwhile, Gabriel's wrestling with Sasha, the rifle out of her hands. Rick is fighting off three walkers in town, and Glenn is beating up Nicholas and beating his ass down. And it's kind of cut between the three of them. Then we see Carol saying, he saved me from terrible people many times. People like me, people like us. We need people like him. <laughs> I fucking love Carol so much. Uh, Deanna looks like dubious, like maybe I'm being played by Carol. But I think she's just more thinking, fuck this Rick Grimes guy. She says, yeah, I'm, she's, I'm sorry, sorry for sorry for last week, but, uh, but I'm sure he's sorry for what he did and everything that happened. But maybe we should have listened to what he was saying, even though it, he might have said it harsh. Yeah. So, so we get, so we get see Rick get pinned down by a suddenly really really strong Walker that can kind of push him down. But I think Rick just wanted to make this one more difficult on himself for some fun, and he bench presses it on. He bench presses it on it, and he's just like one. And then we get cut back over to Nick getting the shit kicked out of him. And let's cut over quickly to Abraham who says, uh, "There's a vast ocean of shit, shit you people, that, and you people don't know shit." Rick knows every fine grain of said shit, and then some, and tells them, uh, and then we go to Rick uh, shoving the gun in the walker's head, like literally sticking a gun inside a walker's mouth, disgustingly. Showing us the kind of shit that Rick knows, and it was like, no, it was like up through his neck into his head. I didn't think he had, it was even the gun at first. I thought he was just reaching his up hand. in there with his hand yeah. to Me too. Like grab the guy's fucking the zombie's brain or stem or whatever. Oh, it was pretty sick. Whatever he was doing, absolutely. Yeah. And he just puts it in, blows the walker's head off, and then we. I wrote Kool Aid drips all over his mouth. He Rick Grimes got a walker facial splash yep. right in his face. Bam. <laughs> to, to to reuse the joke from the first half. Walker facial splash. So uh, two members of the wolves as we first get our first or second oh, side. I, of the I, I really want to say this too. Like uh, I really liked Abe's what Abe had to say. Mm, uh, yeah. What what everybody ended up saying in this circle about Rick was really just. It, I really loved it. I loved every second of of everybody's testimony <laughs> about the kind of character. Rick yeah, everyone's everyone's agreeing with you too. The shit speech laughing my ass off Abraham. Let's take a drink. Every time Abraham says shit, Abraham should have dropped a mother dick in there too. Built forward tough. Uh, for a mother dick. The one person in that group who should have spoken up loudest and strongest, the woman he was intervening for. Yes. So upset about her, so disappointed in her. Knife to the back. She's of getting Jesse's head. bam! Oh my fucking god! There was so many times that woman should have stood up to 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 say something, anything, and she just sat there quiet. And like that is exactly what Carol went through. You know, so Carol's being her voice in some in a lot of ways. Bill, I, I, the mother dick was like the highlight of the season for me. So I, I'm with you too. The shit speech was great, and I love the shit speech. 
but I, I would I might put Mother Dick higher for me too. Mother Dick was great. I say Mother Dick almost every day right now. Mother Dick. I'm just I'm saying that way too much. I just I, I fall people out of the house when they leave my house and just yell at them at the car, Mother Dick, and they're like, What are you talking about? It's completely out of context. I yell at the mailman, Mother Dick, bring my mail. I'm trying to turn it into the new bitch like uh, from Breaking Bad, so you can just say Mother Dick everywhere. So uh, two two members of the wolves bring the red poncho guy to the trap trap that Daryl and uh, Aaron escaped from earlier and they had to kind of reset the trap and they talk about uh, setting it back up and the poncho guy kind of just squirms a little bit and he gets killed very quickly and again he cut his neck and we get we don't get too much of the wolves themselves but this was one of the quick to show you how ruthless they are moments well we have one more scene with them i think we can get to right now real quick yeah when they're when we see them looking through the pictures from the car well yeah well first they uh they hit the remote button and all the zombies and music starts playing and right, lights right. start flashing and all the zombies start going back into the trucks you know, so what they said to this guy about it'll take too long to reset the traps. <laughs> like, no, and beep, reset. Yeah, it seemed pretty easy. Terra Chan says, <laughs> Terra Chan says, Jesse for real, though. She didn't say shit worth a damn. No, she did not. Oh. And, and no, and when she does finally fucking open her mouth, eh, it was almost too little, too late. It's weak. It's good. <laughs> Ponchos are so 1980s. That's why they slit his neck. They're like they, they're like yeah, ponchos are slit. I like the wolves too. They're very very interesting. I like how they're teasing them too. It's gonna build major hype for the beginning of next season. Yeah. Uh, Bills calls it Katie's finger of wrath. Scout yeah. Scout says, Katie, you have a lot of knives tonight. Yeah. Wow. Joe can say knife to the back of the head using Katie's voice. Tim says. <laughs> oh gosh. Knife to the back of the head by proxy. Not, yeah, proxy knife to the back of the head. I like it. And Big Kev says, as I scroll down, Rick. Oh no, he just said uh, Joe's comment. That was Joe commenting on Big Kev's comment. So here we go. Uh, let's go on a little bit. So then we go to Maggie talking about her dad, about uh, how she really, really misses her dad because that's the only member of her family she's ever lost. And she repeats oh. that uh, that. Rick, uh, the, her dad liked Rick. Rick, everything he does and he does was to keep us together. Whenever we found us, wherever we found each other, we're a family now. And uh, what Rick started won't be stopped, and you can't stop it, and you don't want to stop it, she says to the people. That family is something, again, repeating what someone else said, too, what Michonne said. You really want to be a part of that. As Deanna says, but before we hear from anywhere else, I have to say in transparency, and she says what Father Fuckhead told everybody, cause, uh, which, which Maggie obviously, I guess, didn't tell everybody, anybody. And uh, that she didn't. I find it strange. Me, too. I kind of find it strange as well. Yeah, me, too. So just just for whatever that I feel I find I, I don't want to complain too much about it because I really enjoyed this episode. But I do find that everything that they did with Maggie in the second half of the season goes. We talked about this a little bit before. She's not she doesn't seem to me like the same character. It seems no. like the Maggie I knew before. Feel like the same character at all. She lost her balls. She lost her balls. She, she needs to grow those back. I know where she put them. She put them in Rick's pants. Oh. She took Glenn's balls and put them in Rick's pants, too. In fact, I think Rick cut off Tyrese's balls back at the prison and held on to those for a little while. Tyrese I, probably could have used a new set. But. Johnny, I absolutely agree with that. So the leader of the wolves might be the smart guy that Alexandrians threw out. I forgot. I have his name scrolled up there a little bit, but uh, but but I have a feeling that'll be in. I like his booby traps. Very creative. 
Those traps were, yeah, Scout says, yeah. those traps are brilliant. Why isn't he, uh, why is it? Why isn't he in our group doing smart shit like that? Well, we have Morgan now. Morgan, Morgan's pretty good, good with the traps, too. Well, I think his brilliance comes at a price. Why don't we... Uh... Right. But, but this guy's the, if this guy's the evil shredder, we have Master Splinter with Morgan. Because <laughs> that, that he knows he's clear, clear, clear. You know, Morgan can see this shit coming a mile away. Yeah, but see, the poncho, Poncho's dead. If, if those aren't the same <laughs> two guys, Poncho hasn't learned the lesson Carl learned where Poncho should have learned the lesson uh, because obviously his, his kid died too. You know, you got to kill these people. They'll come back at you. Scout, scout says, uh, and great. because he didn't kill them, Poncho dude's dead. Poncho learned a bad lesson because of him. Scout says, great job, Maggie. What the fuck? You are now useless. <laughs> and uh, Ma- uh, Tim says, man, Maggie really sucks. Like her dad was the only part of her family. She lost. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> no, it was, but she, she didn't have, you know, she didn't have any brother. She didn't have, why is she even, why is she even bringing the, bringing up my dad respected, Rick? Yeah. Who yeah. cares? Nobody here knew your fucking dad. Your dad could have been a psycho. Your dad could have been Merle for all anybody knows. Yep. yep. Rick, uh, Rick got everyone's balls. Those are some full pants. <laughs> yeah. How he even walks. I don't know. Did anyone see what the pictures that the wolves had were? And uh, Bill answered that in the chat room. He's right. That they were the pictures of Alexandria that uh, Aaron had earlier in the episode. And some new ones new because ones, there was yeah. a picture of Rick and Carl in it too. They had put when they had because that's one. It's flashback to an earlier episode. They said, "Why are there no people in these pictures?" And now there are people in the pictures, and the people they've they've got pictures of are Rick and Carl. Yeah, maybe some others too, but. We saw Rick and Carl for sure in those grainy ass pictures. Whoa, Scout Dakota! <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I like that. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, I thought, uh, I thought so. So they're 100 percent the uh, banishes in that case. I'm, I'm almost positive they're the banishes. I would say 99 and 9 tenth percent sure that they're that they're exact. They wouldn't have mentioned them. It just completes the whole thing for the episode. I would say I'm pretty. Ex- uh, Scout also says Maggie forgets you as soon as you leave the room, except for her dad. And Tyrese, she really likes Tyrese. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah. So she says, uh, full tr- so Maggie says, uh, D- well, where is Father Gabriel? She had hoped he was going to be here too, and uh, he wasn't there. And uh, this is where Jesse speaks up. He says, well, she's not here. Did you tape him? And yeah, you're, yeah. Just, you're just repeating somebody else's words. How do we know hearsay. that this was said? That's hearsay. Leave that out of it. Thanks, thanks for thanks for being a part of the conversation, Mr. Helper. Jesus Christ, Mrs. Helper. So uh so then not for not for Matt Maggie kind of just goes off. She runs off to head towards Father Gabriel to bring him to this situation. So Glenn points, then we go Glenn pointing the gun. Well, which, to, which I find kind of strange because she knows Gabriel said that shit. So what's she going there for? Make sure he doesn't show up? Yeah. Or maybe but, just bring him to defend himself in a public forum or something. The or way Maggie. Explain why you said that. The way Maggie. surprise him if he tries to lie. To, maybe, I was there and I heard it. I, I would th- I would say that's part of it. I think the way Maggie's being written right now, it's more along the lines of going there so he can explain himself. Mm. Miku, correct. Maggie who, for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah, Maggie who. All of a sudden, there's this Maggie person. <laughs> Scout says, Jesse spoke. Nice one. Yeah, Rosita needs more. Right? Jesse did nothing. Jesse did nothing. Jesse is complete coward. Knife to the back of her. Head. I agree, Tara. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I love... Ma- the character of Maggie and it's not the and I I think the actress is doing excellent yeah. job with whatever they're giving her. Yes. I don't yes. think it's her fault at all or There's Maggie as a character. The, the writers and the writers just don't know what to do with Maggie right now because 
Well, the little bit they did do with her by the end when she gets to Gabriel's little uh, little church set up there. Yeah, we'll get to that I in a second. Like. Yeah, me I too. I did like that. I liked her response to Gabriel. So Glenn points the gun at Nicholas's head, getting ready to, uh, he says, Noah's dead because of you. And he, he points the gun to his head. Then we go to Sasha, who got the best of Gabriel and got him at gunpoint. And then we go to the wolves, as we, we already talked about that, resetting the traps and the trucks. So back to the meeting, Toba's kind of defending Deanna when Rick walks in to stop the party. <laughs> with the zombie. With the oh, zombie. With now hung over his shoulder. Bloodied from shot. head to toe. Beautiful yeah. shot. Yep, microphone drop on the ground. Bam, you know. Just drops it on the ground. Look what I brought to the party. And he just looks all over everybody. The looks on everyone's face like, oh, my God. Oh, my. Yep, oh, the madman is back. Yep. So then we go back to Nick, to Glenn and Nick begging for his life, begging, begging, begging. And Glenn's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. And he spares his life. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've talked about this a lot tonight, so we, we won't spend too much time here. We've gotten a lot of people's uh, take on this in the chat room. Most people think he made a mistake here. And I think... I think we've 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 I think the three of us have all come. We Joe, Katie and I's opinion have converted Joe. I think when you're dealing with a guy that set you up and put you in this situation that lured you out there to kill you, shot you to die, and then followed you out there to finish the job and kill you, yeah. there's no redemption of this guy. There's no, no fucking redemption. And even if there is, you gotta kill him in in this world it's right now. You can't take and, this point. and it's all all done on pride. Because he doesn't want the truth about himself yeah. known. Yep. It's not even like he did any of these things because there's some deep-seated hatred between them or anything like no, that. No, it or, would have, it would have been know. anyone in Glenn's position who questioned him exactly. and threatened to expose him. Exactly. So no, this guy's this guy's beyond. This guy is a detriment to the society, and he may harbor this grudge forever. Um, he's he's. Yes. Dead. Oh, wow. Dead, so, dead to me. Dead to me. He, he's always been dead to me, and now especially. Glenn is making a mistake by letting him live. <laughs> Dak and Dean. Rick nearly dropped the zombie into Deanna's mixtape. And Bill says, Rick bought the pinata to the party. And Dakota says, Rick, B-Y-O-Z, bring your own zombie. Yeah. And uh, Suzuki, welcome, Suzuki. If they made us love Glenn... If they make made us love Glenn again, the same guy who was going into the tunnel of love for Maggie almost with a flashlight, they can make us love Maggie. I agree. They can do, definitely yes, do that. Yes. And welcome, I, I'm welcome. I'm waiting for it. I want her to come out with something. <laughs> and uh, Tara says, and fuck y'all, I'll stay on my Glenn did nothing wrong, uh, nothing wrong island by myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay tara you're, you're still it. young <laughs> oh condescension oh god that, that in fairness that was payback it, for it the... is a valid opinion and i wasn't there until i re-examined uh I... re-examined earlier scenes in the episode uh I, I i think this as far as what glenn did for glenn it's okay because that that's something he needed to do and yeah. i can't begrudge him that but i don't think this guy i think it's a mistake that he did it right yeah i will never say the honorable choice is wrong but it's not always going to end up right right he did and and (laughs) i'm not saying it's going to come back and bite you in the ass Ned Stark. or it or it might not bite him in the ass and we could it it could work out well it could work out well i don't think glenn necessarily made a mistake he made a choice and whether it was the right choice or not we'll have to see but i think when someone's in in that I think he acted very according to who he is as a person. Yes. And yes. I think and I think I think that's what was important that that he he held true. He did not let the Joker kill. He again to do another Batman thing cuz I already did one. He did not he did not 
the Joker didn't win and he didn't kill him. He didn't. Yes. He, and again, it's the embodiment of the words that Rick speaks in the scene that we're about to talk about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. beforehand, uh, Sasha's pointing her gun at Gabriel and uh, he's saying, do it, do it, do it. And then Maggie shows up who stops it. And, uh, and Sasha starts crying. Gabriel shouts out that she should have let uh, her do it. They all die. Everyone died because of him. And she says, yep, that's right. <laughs> Everyone died because of you. Yep, that's right. And she holds his hand and she helps him up. Like, get the fuck up. Get it over it. Get over it. Yep, everyone died because of you. Get the fuck over it or kill yourself. One or the other. Yep, yep, yep. So there was a little glimmer of old cut to the chase. I'm not going to fuck around. I'm not going to bullshit you, Maggie, right there. She she didn't. I kind of thought they were going in a they were going to go in a bad direction there and make her all a fine god or some some shit but they didn't. They they made her just cut right to the chase. I didn't mind that. Yeah. So here we go into Rick explaining how the walkers got in through an open gate and that the dead and living will always find a way in. The 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 guard uh, Spencer I think his name is says, "Well, I asked Gabriel to shut the gate." And Deanna just we want to point this out. Deanna says, "Go to the gate and clo- make sure it's closed." So Deanna sends him off. Rick says, I did not bring this thing in. It got inside on its own. And I, again, the dead and living will find a way in because we're in here. He says, the ones out there will always hunt us and find us. They will hunt us, find us. And then we, uh, then we cut to seeing Nick and Bandit. I, 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 wanna, I, I like Rick's use of tense. Us, not you. No. Yeah. Us. This community, right. which we are yeah. all a part of he's, now. He's not counted himself apart from them yet. As far as he's concerned, he's not going anywhere. No. Nope. It's not us against you. It's not, you know, you people. <laughs> it's us. He's starting to realize that these people are children and they need his protection. And he needs to spell it out to them. And this is, again... Rick being nice to these people. This is his yes. version of being yes. nice. They will hunt us. And he's saying it almost calmly. Love but him on that wall, Phil. You need, you him, need him, him on that, that wall. wall in places you don't want to hear. Uh, so Nick Nick says, uh, we also see Nick in bandages being gagged, walking. And we also see uh, uh, Tara waking up and Rosita smiling. You need to change now. And while he's going in his speech, we see Glenn carrying Nicholas away, Carl with Judith at home, Maggie and Sasha and Gabriel praying together, Tara waking up as the Wolves members go through Aaron's photo book, discovering the Arizona, the, uh, Arizona, the Alexandria safe zone. Rick says, we will survive all of it. I will show you how. And he turns to Deanna and he said, I was thinking how many of you I, have, I would have to kill oh, to save your lives. Guys. Oh, what a fucking line. And that's exactly what, what Glenn the the essentially the mercy that Glenn shows Nick there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's Very get let's get to. I'm the, not going to kill you to save to save. Essentially, I can't kill you and save you. I'm yeah. good. I'm going to kind of speed through to the end of the episode, and then we'll talk about what happens here. And he says, "I'm not going to go through, and I'm not going to. Ch- uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to do that. You're going to change." And he smiles and he says, "I'm not for. I'm sorry for what I did last night." Or he says, "I'm sorry for last night. I'm sorry I didn't say it sooner." You guys yeah, all need to be. What I said. Yeah, I mean what I said last night. I'm sorry how it went down last night, but I mean everything I said. I should have said it sooner. And yeah. uh, and sorry, r- I sorry it took me so long to say. And your luck eventually runs out. 
he says. And right at that moment, a wild looking, a crazy fucking face, drunk ass Pete comes in, wielding fucking, holding up Michonne's katana. And he shouts out, you're not one of us. And uh, and Reg kind of. Obviously, he's drunk, too. Yeah, oh, shit faced. And, and Reg kind of steps in the way to try to stop him for a second. And he pushes oh, Reg out of the way, like his move that he pushes people out of the way. And he accidentally, with the fucking blade, as he's pushing, fucking slices Reg's throat, who just starts bleeding out a immediately holy fucking shit yeah and that's it, a nice yeah. one too like he he pushes him away with the sword hand and like the sword just kind of yeah it leaves off like oh like gape, cuts, gape. he cuts did not understand like a, what he had in this weapon in right why don't carry exactly that i mean you why is this guy wielding that fucking weapon what a fucking like i'm sorry and that's why i want to show you this Ugh. fucking absurdity Ugh. of Ugh. We need to take everybody's guns. Oh, look, Rick waved a gun at us. We don't need guns to fucking kill you people. Yeah, look you at need the... knives and swords and baseball bats and, 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 and other things and to kill you. And you're letting this guy hold a fucking, you're letting this guy hold a scapel when he's working on people and patients and shit. This, this right, guy? Like now, now you see the absurdity. Well, Deanna, well, now it's okay to kill him because he hurt someone you love, but, but, you know, we don't kill him because he beats his wife and tortures yes. his kid. And that's Go what it comes down yourself. to with Deanna. Douche nozzle. Oh. You deserve your husband to bleed out all over your fucking Mother lap. Dick. You deserve your fucking youngest son to be dead right now because you sent that Whoa. fucking immature prick out there beyond the wall. That's your fault. Your, your brilliance in reading people and how you decide what goes on, Deanna. <laughs> I'm glad that your fucking joy and your fucking peaceful, fucking loving fucking town has to, as Tyrion put it, turn to ashes in your fucking mouth, you douche nozzle. <laughs> Douchebag. <laughs> we we have we have the 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 chat room going crazy with mother dick t-shirts, father vagina. Uh, Morgan's first impression of Rick after all this time, Rick covered in blood, shooting a guy in the head, Walker dead by a campfire. Everyone's singing kumbaya. Abraham, mother dick meter has to be charged up by having some genuine screen time and getting to say it every thirty minutes. Tara Chan saying this is the longest you guys have gone. No complaining. It's a ninety-minute episode in the season finale, so yeah, we're, yeah, we we want to keep going. And uh, let's just. Uh, <laughs> let's keep going uh, chat room you guys are awesome and you guys are and your support's keeping us going here it's uh making us not even realize that we're up on two and a half hours at this point so oh, it's so much fun so, so much abraham fun. pins pete down this is him uh this is him uh pins him down deanna hysterically is holding reg as he's bleeding out and she just turns to rick and she says i'm, I I'm, I'm, I'm do a it. little upset that nobody has killed him yeah, that it yeah. took this woman to fucking order this guy's death before anybody like murder like Abraham. Really, you pinned him to the ground. Why haven't you already cracked his neck? His yeah, throat? why? Why didn't you just crack his fucking neck right there and pull out your knife and I stab him in the back of the fucking head? Guy did he barged, barged into this community meeting, yielding a fucking weapon like Rick did the other night? He, and he beats cuts Reggie's throat open, and he, he beats his wife. Blacked his wife's eye. You know, during the fight with Rick, nobody fucking cares. Nobody cares because. Well, I think they really want Deanna to make that turn <laughs> and make the decision because she is the leader for all intents and purposes. She's not the leader. She's the fucking douche nozzle. She shouldn't be, but she is, and her people are looking to her. Not and anymore. She needs to make that decision. I, I, and I'm I'm pissed that Rick had to look to her for that. Yeah. Rick just should have fucking done it. Yeah, Rick I should agree. let her come I think to that he decision. Wanted to well, he might have needed that. He, I guess they it. needed her to make that yes. to, to finally come to that. You know, for the but. Uh, uh, 
As soon as they shut kill him, <laughs> kill Deanna. Bam, bam, motherfucker. You know, it's her fault. He was able to do this to him, so let's kill her too. Well, yeah, she is. She's kind of being punished for it, though. Yeah. Reg is yeah. gone horribly <laughs> in front of her. Pete is a good lesson for her to learn, and I think she learned it. Bill says, <laughs> yay, we hit our Joe rant quota for the episode. Yay. <laughs> Rock Biologist says, boy, that escalated quickly. Yeah, the whole situation escalated really quickly. <laughs> MLH says, Pete, the uh, best character ever. Just kidding. Uh, Dad continued, hey, Rio, if you play with knives, you're going to have a bad time. Uh, this was an awesome season, says Rio. Welcome, Rio. Tara Chan says, it's more fun with Katie. She's normally not so included. She has been more this week. We've, ta- we've listened to your requests, and Katie is much more a part of the show now sitting close she's always been a part she's just not been closer to the mic we, we just moved her butt up closer to the mic <laughs> and uh season six hopefully isn't slow though it's always slow when they're settled in somewhere i have a feeling season six not going to be slow it could start out with a nice bang they did a good job setting up these wolf wolf characters and, oh. and the wolf characters know that somebody <laughs> set off their trap and survived and got out of there so they know there's more people around if they're the survivors from the that or the exiled people they know that that town's there so i think next season we'll get off in a bang so let's finish the episode off quick after rick executes pete with a bang we hear a familiar face calling rick's name as he looks up to see aaron daryl and none other than morgan which they both share an eye moment that you know someone right now is making a youtube video of romantic music as they meet their eye Uh, it's guy love between two and that's why i I love i love that the last words we hear morgan say are to daryl why daryl because all life is precious i love how he calls him by daryl the very next time we see see morgan rick's murdering this man right in front of him i wouldn't call it murder well execution said, from from, know, from morgan's point killing. Killing. i'd yeah, say I think morgan is is gonna wait and hear the story yeah. i don't think he's gonna jump right to the conclusion that he's savagely murdered no him. because there's also gonna be another man sitting there with his neck cut open i mean he, yeah. he saw yes tara to answer Too your rich. question yes yes we absolutely are doing the spinoff so we see, uh, then we cut off to after our credit scene where we see Michonne in her house getting ready to put the sword back up in the mantle place and being kind of put off by it. And she says, nope, and decides to put it right the fuck back on. Then Finally. We, then we see a uh, walker in the dark and we see uh, that the wolves are not too far away. And we see that we see a written on the car, wolves not too far. And that is the end of our season of The Fucking Walking Dead. We made it, guys. We made it through a fucking season together. You guys brought us through and carried us through to this fucking end of the season. And uh, fucking got to thank all of you guys for being goddamn awesome with us this whole season. It's been an emotional journey. Oh my goodness! Absolutely, <laughs> and I, 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 I just wanna, I just wanna name a couple of people that have been thankful for this, uh, for this season. Uh, Ren Renwood, Terry Chan, Steel Sabus, M L H, Cool Breeze, San Burbia Pictures. Check out some of his videos. Great movies. Uh, Tim, welcome. Recently, Brendan Davis, 1998 Champions, Sam Crow, Lupus, uh, Dakota. Uh, Jacob, Free Luz, Ray Watts, Richie, Chris B, Bill, uh, Jeff, Daniel, Carl, uh, Carl, <laughs> Sheridan Brown, the Ghetto Toad, uh, Sheridan Brown, uh, Roberto Blake, Fred Wright, Anna Banana. Thank you for all your tweets this season. Victor, Sunny Day Tea Factory, Duke Chronic, Michelle L, Sonia, DJ, Brohawk, Riley, 
one of the, the best one of the best streamers over there on Twitch, and sometimes I show up in his channel, The Couch Masters. Why to the Ori, Scott, Scott Eeyore, uh, Olavella, I think I finally did your name right, uh, Richie A, Tamara, 123DMK, Chelsea, Michelle, Melody of Vision, Lee Gold, Pat, Houlihan, one of the best doing awesome soccer, soccer coverage, Joel, Johnny Stark, Gabriel, Brit, Brittany, Brittany, uh, Solitaire, Suzuki, T T T yeah, Ty Smith, Frankie J, FWDC, We Love and Cat, N Doris, Joe Berkeley Ooh. Lewis, Bam Penny, Lori Williams, Dat Kid Dean, Giselle, Big Sexy, Raven, uh, Callie West, uh, The Horse Nation, Big Kev. And if I missed anybody, it means I hate you. No, I'm kidding. If I missed anybody, I'm really, really sorry. Uh, sorry that I didn't mention you guys are fucking did you, awesome. Did you, get my, did you get Steel Sabies in there? It's in Steel Sabies. Yeah, it was one of the first ones I said in Steel Sabies. Should have been right at the beginning at number three. So, guys, thank you so much. We will be back doing the Walking Dead uh, spinoff series. Oh, absolutely. And uh, if we, in depending, you guys can email me questions at, at IGetIssuesMan at gmail.com and some of your questions in the comment section. Joe and I may do a midweek episode around Wednesday uh, evening, possibly, uh, that we do sort of like a recap, a question, uh, close the season with a bow, a shorter podcast, probably something only about an hour or something. Yeah, where we uh, touch upon some of the questions we didn't get to in tonight's because the chat room moves fast and we can uh, look into it and pick through some of the questions. And and uh, if you guys want to have anything you definitely want us to touch on that we didn't touch on tonight, which we touched on a lot of shit, but uh, just, just either email me, tweet me, or write in the comment section below of this video. Comment in the video and we'll touch upon it in our sort of put a bow on it, tie up at the end of the year walking dead podcast that we'll do probably like i said on wednesday evening so joe hopefully we see you we see you for that and if not the spin-off spin and definitely in october for more walking yep. dead and we hope we see a lot of you on uh game of thrones and carry through and we still have, we're still doing vikings for a few more episodes and better call saul if you guys are into any of those programs as well got both highly on my oh, highly recommended so list. much so so much <laughs> those so. are both Two of the top three best shows on TV. Yeah, <laughs> Four at, best shows on TV. So. Oh, so at, much love in the chat room. Yeah, thank you for all the love, guys. Everyone, have a very nice year, and uh, and we'll be back with some more Walking Dead stuff to close out the season, and we'll definitely be back with the uh, spinoff series. I just figured I wanted to get as happy music as possible to end this. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>